Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk for life of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mind. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We praise your name. We thank you for everything, including our weaknesses, because we'll be made stronger in the, in the midst of those weaknesses. And Father, according to what I have heard from so many people, there we are all experiencing a, uh, a, a kind of a weakness, uh, an exhaustion, perhaps, associated with the days that we live in right now. And Father, we pray that this exhaustion, this tiredness that we are you know, in, in the midst of this, you know, the, the, the feelings that we have that are associated with overcoming in the depths of the darkness that we are jettisoned in at this moment, and certainly probably to progress even more so over the days to come. Uh, Father, we just pray that through that weakness, we will draw in closer to you, that you will fill us with a, a renewal of energy, just like it says in Isaiah forty thirty one, and just fill us, Father God, in a way that we are drawn into you, that we spend more time in the secret place of the most high that we are encouraged uh through that additional strength and energy not only spiritual strength but also physical strength to overcome and to deal with the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis father we praise you for the days that we're in right now and we thank you again and again and again we do not understand why we were chosen for the days that we are in now we only pray that we can please you father and walk in obedience and uh and you know whatever it is that we have that is going to be laid before us as a part of a our challenge for the days ahead that we will do it with great grace and honor for the kingdom we thank you father god again and again and again we praise you lord jesus for all of the times that you have reached down into the well and pulled us up when we couldn't get back out again when you've steadied our path on that narrow uh on the narrow path and steadied our course on it and 
made our path straight. We, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that uh, as we struggle with, the, you know, our adjustments of growing older, many of us, uh, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, those, those dynamics, those health dynamics, the things that are associated with our walk, the amount of energy that we have, uh, what we're able to eat and what we can't eat, all kinds of details associated with as we, you know, because, Father, we've been at this, you know, for a real, real long time, many of us. Uh, many of us started out uh, doing this work for you, uh, you know, uh, with no signs of white hair. And now, you know, we have what, what the scripture refers to as hoary hair and, and, and uh, white hair. And we just we, we pray, Father, that you will continue to keep us strong, keep us determined, keep us in a state, in, 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 you know, mount, you know, uh, just, you know, embedded with our roots in the rock, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, and to be uh, prepared for the days that we have ahead. Father, we pray that you will anoint this program and that people that have, you know, heard these things before, uh, which have been, you know, shared on this program in the past many times, it will nevertheless remind them and bless them uh, even so, and that those who have not heard these things before uh, will be encouraged by them, enlightened by them, prepared by them, uh, made ready by them uh, for the days that we have ahead, because one of the most draining things for all of us can be this up and down roller coaster ride associated with thinking that we're going to leave and then not, and then thinking we're going to leave and then not, and then think it's going to be soon and then it's not. And Father, that is just, you know, but, but we understand, Father, that this is your perfect timing, that you, that you and you alone understands uh, what it means for the fullness of the Gentiles to be brought in. And we, Father, we just praise you that we are brought to the place that we are right now, that we at least we have a shot at being chosen as part of the bride of Jesus Christ. And we pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you will help us on that path, strengthen our way, and, and keep us um, just full of the necessary energy and determination that is required to go on through the through the ugliness that we are uh, thrust in the midst of. And we just give you all the glory and praise. And now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father, with exceeding joy. And to you, our Lord God, mighty Father God, who alone is wise, our Savior, all oh, Father be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I told you to see Watch and pray For I would come For you one day I gave you my word So you would know The time I'd come And take you home It's time for you to look around The signs I gave for coming down Don't be called asleep and blind You Come and be full 
Thank you, Jesus. It took all I could uh, muster up here to be able to do the show tonight. I don't know what came over me, but I just got hit with, uh, you know, just a wave of exhaustion. I checked in with, uh, you know, West Coast Walter out in the Portland area, and he's like, oh, it's not just you. Um, I'm having I, – I forget exactly how he put it. I, I might even be able to find the quote here. Um, uh, let's see here. He said something like um, – he goes, uh, I don't think it's you. I think it's the darkness oppressing us into a degree that we haven't dealt with before. I have never been this tired and exhausted in my entire life, and I'm not doing anything different than I have done in the last few years. Praise God. So anyway, um, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of us are getting pretty tired. Uh, I know that there have been a number of prophecies, and uh, all I can think of is, you know, thanks, Captain Obvious. I'm on a You're totally good. you know different track, right? Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. You know, you get these prophecies out there that say, I know, children, that you are exhausted. And it's like, oh, yeah, man, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, praise God, you know, it, it's like it just seems like no matter how many creepy, weird, bad end times things happen, how much lying and dribble and filth comes out of the mouth of the mainstream media, which is unbelievable. I have never seen anything like it uh, as a, uh, anyway, it, it, and it, it, you know, and it, it wears on you. It really does. It wears on you. And then it was weird. Last night, I, I was so exhausted. I was exhausted last night. And I, I sat down on my little, you know, uh, straddle lounger and just closed my eyes and wham, I was out. Uh, and then I, I don't know why, but I just suddenly woke up. And it was weird because the lights were all really strange in the room. And I, I was like, okay, this is really, really weird. Um, and I had realized that the power had gone out in the house. And uh, I was like, okay, so I went around and tried to get everything but then i then i didn't sleep very well and I was, then i all day to day it was like you know it was it was fruitless to even try to drink you know a couple of cups of coffee and hope for a change uh and anyway so that's how i've been the rest you know this whole entire day uh so anyway i asked for friday off and um believe it or not um that's how slow the work is right now evidently in in, in our in our what they call a pipeline uh which isn't a good sign that's a uh that's an economic indicator, no doubt about it. Uh, and um, uh, and so I do not believe I will be doing a Friday night prayer vigil this Friday. I'm going to go ahead and take full advantage of all day Friday, all night Friday, all day Saturday, all nights, uh, you know, uh, all night Saturday and all day Sunday until the Sunday show uh, to get some extra sleep and to just really relax and kind of See if I can break through this uh, this uh, perpetual fatigue that I seem to be <laughs> drowning in it at the moment. Right, kids? Uh, anyway. I praise God. So, um, you know, and I do pray that, you know, for those of you who are regular listeners, that there'll be a few things that, uh, you know, are re- returned back to your memory. You know, as time goes by, I see this happening amongst believers on a regular basis. And it, it may be just that they don't, you know, because there's so much 
There are so many sources of information out there. And, of course, you know, in the back of my mind, I don't listen to anybody else. I don't listen to a lot of the people that we bring on the radio show here, even as guests. I don't even listen to their shows. And I strongly doubt that they ever listen to this show, okay, because when you're busy doing shows, you know, you're busy doing shows. All right. And then if you're like me and then you're working a full time job and, you know, trying to maintain the house and deal with just myriads and myriads and myriads of unexpected, unanticipated surprises uh, all throughout the week that all take some form of effort or whatnot uh, to, to try to, you know, to, you know, in a feeble attempt to stay on top of it, uh, then, yeah, you know, you're you're pretty much overwhelmed and that's OK. But, you, you know, like I got to squeeze in and on top of that, I got to I personally have to squeeze in some time to do reading. Uh, like I mentioned on the last show, to uh, kind of keep myself in positive spirits and to overcome the, um, you know, I'm really loving that book, Overcome, by that uh, Navy SEAL guy. Uh, so anyway, that's that's working out real well uh, for me. I hope that anybody who decides to look into that book, Overcome, or uh, the book Choosing Happier, I really like both of those. And um, I'm going to continue to punch my way through both of those books uh, because they are highly motivational. And, um, you know, when you get tired and exhausted, the first thing that goes, you know, it leaks away from you. It just It's like somebody opens up a drain you know some kind of an imaginary drain on your body and your psyche your mental everything that has to do with what's in your brain everything that has to do with what's in your spirit everything that has to do with what's in your physical ability to just you know lift a cup of water to your mouth you know whatever but everything just drains right out and then you just hit i i sometimes i get so tired i'm just like sitting at my desk at work you know and i'm just i literally am nodding off almost like narcolepsy so um but anyway um i i you know i i think maybe west coast walder has a point uh that it's just we're 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 all being so utterly deluged in negativity no matter where we look i mean unless we're you know like my niece up in pennsylvania watching like i don't know where she finds this stuff she must have some access to some freaky deaky old channel from wherever but um she's like watching adam 12 and these things like from the 60s these tv shows you know for like you know. Uh, and i'm like hey fine great you know but anyway, you know, it's like ignorance is bliss and that kind of thing, you know, and you, uh, hey, I'm the happiest person in the block. Uh, those, for those of us who are, are awake and aware to all of the things that are going on around us, it, 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 it beats down on you. It really does. It beats down on you until you kind of like almost, you know, uh, and you spring a leak and then you just get tired and it all I, th- I, what I, th- I think West Coast Walter's right I really do I think that we all hit a point where we've had about all we can take we don't really none of us really have I mean if you do you're very very blessed uh, an outlet you know uh, I, I don't I doubt you know if you do have an outlet you should be just like praising Jesus with all of your might all day long. If you got a spouse or somebody in your family that you can talk to and you have an outlet, uh, you know, for uh, to be able to discuss, interact and, 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 and uh, you know, all the things that are going on around the world and, and all this end time stuff. That's a wonderful thing. Cause there's, you know, it's, there's an old saying, it's kind of silly, but nevertheless, it does have some merit to it. And it, and it's, um, 
a, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. Okay. So, you know, and it, it's not that these are necessarily problems, but it is therapeutic, praise God, to be able to have a little bit of interaction, a little bit of fellowship and to discuss, you know, the pros, the cons, what are we going to do if this, that, and the other thing. And, um, and it, it's a blessing, you know, even uh, Tatiana, uh, who is under a lot of pressure right now because of all of the things that are happening as she uh, showed me a map of um, Odessa in the Ukraine and right where her mother lives and um, also where uh, the uh, Azov uh, Nazi nationalist division of the Ukraine army uh, is setting up a major, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but we'll just call it a military gathering on a hill. So it's quite close to her mom's house. And of course that has her hyper stressed out and very concerned. And I told her, I said, listen, maybe we should just, you know, chip in together and send her a pair of Bose quiet comfort Two headphones. Okay, and then she can just like flip on the noise canceling, and because uh, I, you know, really at the end of the day, I believe with all my heart that she's going to be protected, and that you know, yeah, there'll be some booms and bangs, and we, you know, we need to get used to it. You know, I mean, we here in the United States of Babylon the Great, we pretty soon. Now I don't know how soon it's going to be, but there are a lot of prophecies, dreams, and visions. From an assortment of reasonably, I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I recognize the seducing spirits problem. I have been mentioning it uh, quite frequently now for, uh, you know, the last five years. Um, but that doesn't mean that I've taken, you know, hundreds of prophecies that I have studied, stored, put into Word documents, uh, converted over to PDF documents, done entire radio shows. It doesn't mean that I've thrown the entire portfolio of them away. Um, all it means is that I don't salivate. I don't sit there and just hungrily wait for the next one to come out because, um, you know, I'm, and I, I won't get into all the details, but um, every once in a while, one comes out and it's just awesome. Praise God. And just nailed everything. Perfect. Just bam, 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 bam. Lines up with the word, lines up with the days that we're in right now, lines up with exactly how we're feeling, lines up with exactly how I would imagine our Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus is feeling right now. And, um, and it's just such a blessing. But, uh, you know, on the journey, you know, through the prophetic uh, ups and downs, uh, since Trump, uh, you know, was you know, taken out of, or actually entered office, um, it has been very bumpy. There have been a lot of prophetic words that, uh, you know, just they, they, they were starting to falter. There would be one or two sentences in a pro, in a prophetic word that would be okay and pretty good and on target and that kind of thing, and then it would go off into this stuff that you kind of like knew wasn't exactly accurate. Anyway, I've talked about that a bunch of times. That is definitely the manifestation of the Stanley Farajan prophecy with this, where our Heavenly Father releases seducing spirits on the earth. And he prophesied that back in a, around about 1963. And, that, and, and I knew, I just, man, somebody, I forget, I don't remember the circumstances, but I am just going to simply say supernaturally somebody or some angelic presence or who knows sent me it at exactly the right time. It was like I was starting to see this 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 what would you call it things were no longer straight and narrow things were no longer on target i was seeing a deviation and that deviation started to be consistent and and the more consistent the deviation became i was be becoming what what you would refer to as befuddled i'm like why are my a plus plus list profits veering off to the left and veering off to the right and then out of the clear blue sky, 
either somebody or some angelic presence or whatever sends me something that I had no idea even existed, which was the Stanley Fraudrum prophecy of 1963, I believe it was. And again, I, when I read that, I, my, I mean, I was like, I had one of those Jonathan Kleck, you know, scrape your chin off the uh, floor kind of with a spatula. I was astonished. I was blown away. I was like, there's no way. And it answered everything. And then at that point, I had to back off. I had to back off because it was what happens when prophets that you want to believe are telling the truth. It's not that they're – oh, gosh, how do I say this? Because I don't want it to be – I don't want it to come out the wrong way. It's not that they're false prophets. And I could I could go into a oh my gosh I could do a two hour teaching on this just from how the uh, white paper how Satan stops our prayers because it's all in there the seducing spirits that's in Mikai, that's in First uh, Kings twenty two verse nineteen it's all there it's all biblical the pillow prophets there's an entire teaching by David Wilkerson you can type pillow prophets David Wilkerson in the like DuckDuckGo or whatever and you'll find it. You'll find it. And it's a fa- it's just a fantabulous little mini teaching. And, we, you know, um, there's no getting away from it. It You know, you and so you either switch the off button or you subject yourself self to be pulled from pillar to post. You know, Trump's coming back. Trump's not coming back. Trump's coming back. Trump's not coming back. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. This is going to. And you're like, no, no, it, none of these are right. It didn't matter which side, you know, uh, if you were on the side of eminence or the side of Trump is coming back, it didn't matter which side you were on. They were both wrong. You just knew it in your spirit. You were like, you got it. Uh, some people call it, I got a check in my spirit. Okay, fine. Fantabulous. Praise God. Um, I, you know, but anyway, you, you know, and that's when I started to flip them all off. And I, and I know how the Lord works with me. If the Lord wants me to see something prophetic, if the Lord wants me to, to hear somebody utter thing over YouTube or whatever, he's, the Lord is going to put it right in my face. It's, I'm going to know that I know that I know that I know that I'm supposed to listen or I'm supposed to watch it. Okay. And anything else, I won't. I just won't. Uh, you know, I'll tell the person, God bless you. Thank you for sending this. I might tuck it away into a special folder, you know, or whatever, in case the Lord leads me to go back there later. But um, unless there is some sort of supernatural pull for me to look at something or to read something, whatever the case is, then I typically will just steer hard apart away from it. Um, it, 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 it it's, a, it's a relationship thing with me and the Lord. It's nothing. It's not a pro. It's not a con. It's not. And it's none of that. It just has to do with the way that the Lord has revealed things and shown me things. Because here's the thing: if you're given information that's conflicting, so let's say you like to listen to this show and four other shows. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to hear from the three other shows or the four other shows or whatever. You're going to hear conflicting information from those shows. Now your mind is cluttered with conflicting information. And what will happen is you will drift into a place of confusion. I've seen it time and time again. I've, I have people that are regular listeners of the program, have listened for 11 years or maybe eight years or whatever the case may be. And they'll say something to me like, oh, this is it. We're definitely leaving now. This is the beginning of World War III. And they'll get all excited and I'll be like thinking to myself, 
why have I been doing this radio show? Why do I bother? And I have to keep reminding myself that people are going to listen to whatever it is they feel like they're led to listen to. And it ain't going to be just me. All right. And so what happens is even if I've said something 500 times over the last five years, over and over and over and over and over and over again, the people that listen to the program are going to listen to other radio shows and then their minds are going to get cluttered and then they're going to see something happen on the world stage. And then they're going to believe that, you know, we're going to leave in the next month or two. This is it. We're going to leave. The rapture is any second now. And I'm like, going, wait, but wait a minute. You, did you forget about this? Did you not know that this has got to happen? Did you not know that that has got to happen? Did you not know what it says in the in the um in, in you know uh, in, in when the black horse rides in Revelation chapter six? Do you not? Don't you remember? And I, I you know my conclusion is they simply do not remember. That's why I feel no. Um, guilt or anything whatsoever about playing best of shows and doing it frequently because not only do I need to break once in a while, but people need to rehear stuff because they're going out to other radio shows and their minds are getting cluttered. They are. And I see the evidence of it. And that's, you know, and sometimes we just got to get pulled back on track. Um, I, you know, I wish I was wrong and I hope that I ultimately am wrong. I would love for us to just, you know, go to sleep tonight Wake up in heaven. But I believe with all of my heart that the odds of that are like one in a million. Okay? On, you know, for many, many reasons. Many, 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 many reasons. Also, I want to say a special shout out of, uh, you know, extra, you know, love to um, uh, Sister Lisette because she's been sending me a um, list of some best of radio shows that we've done in the past that she'd like to hear again. And I praise God for that attitude because uh, even I do. You know, when when um, I learn something, something gets embedded in my heart every single time it's repeated, every single time I, I reread a prophecy or I revisit a series of events and all that kind of stuff. It gets I see more. I see more stuff. I see more coincidences. I see more alignment. I see more. And, it, and it's just it. it cross-pollinates. It's, it's hard to explain. A prophecy from the 1930s will confirm in a bigger and, and more amazing way a prophecy that I didn't receive until like just a couple of years ago. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, what a confirmation. So anyway, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I understand how it works. I get it. I don't blame anybody. You know, I, of course, why would I? We all are hungry for as much information as we can get our, you know, we can get. Uh, and uh, But there is a consequence for that, and that is your mind will be cluttered. You will become confused. Um, and uh, and that's just kind of how it is. It, it it's, I'm not saying it's good, bad, ugly, and different. I'm not saying a thing. I'm just saying it is the way it is. Uh, the old sign that you can hang on your wall. It is what it is. Right, kids? It is what it is. All right. So I think it's always a good thing, and I always have uh, since 2011 um, periodically gone over. You know, and you never do, no matter how long the show is. And i got to go to work tomorrow, so i got to get up early. Um, uh, but anyway, um, so I can't, you know, stay up all night. But um, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 we never do get through all the stuff that we want to get through on any given prophecy review program because there's just it's TMI. It is TMI. Too much information. 
All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and that's just how it is. Praise God. I, you know, and so um, uh, I'm, you know, uh, you know, if I fumble over my words and trip on my tongue and say things upside down and sideways and, you know, don't finish sentences properly and get lost or whatever the case is, uh, then, you know, please just forgive me. I don't know what happened last night but something you know right after i got off of work last night that's when it kicked in i mean it was the exhaustion just hit me like like a quarry truck just backed right up and just dumped a pile of whatever uh on top of me and uh praise god you know so Anyway, oh, kids, you guys are participating way too much in the show. I guess I'll have to do some some, uh, jokes for you guys, huh? Okay. All right. Okay, because you guys don't really care whether or not I'm exhausted or not, do you? (laughs) I knew that. I had a feeling. Okay, kids, if four, oh, no, no, wait, wait, we already did that one. I'm not going to do it again, although that was an excellent joke. Okay, kids. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did we do this one? No, I think we did. I think we did. I haven't been doing a good job. Oh, yeah, I haven't been doing a good job at all cleaning up the jokes that I was already telling you. I don't want to repeat them. Okay, kids, here's a new one. Kids, how do chickens dance? How do chickens dance? All right. Think about it. Chick to chick. I know, that's kind of lame. I don't know. I, you liked it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it or not, but I'll take it. Whatever. Praise God if you guys liked it. Kids, what do you call a laughing piano? What do you call a laughing piano? A yama. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, Yamaha. Ha, ha, ha. What do you call a laughing guitar? Yamaha. Ha, ha. What, do you, what do you call a laughing trombone? Yamaha. <laughs> they make a lot of different instruments. All right. What did the banana say to the dog? Nothing. Bananas can't talk. I know. That was kind of a, like the other joke that we did the other day, right? I know. I deserve it. One more. What was the first animal in space? The cow that jumped over the moon. <laughs> okay. What do you think? I mean, all right. Fair enough. I'll take it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let's go ahead. I have no no idea. I'm just going to tell you straight up. I have no idea where this show is going to go tonight. I mean, I got you know some news. It's hard because there are programs where we have a lot of news that is just like, oh, my, oh, my, this is a wow, you know, and then there are these periods whereby the news seems to stable off, you know, stabilize. I don't know. In other words, we kind of like already know it. You know what I mean? And so what I have to do is I have to go through, in some cases, hundreds of, you know, email communications with apocalyptic headlines. And I have to rapidly kind of like filter them out and go, okay, this one's big. And this one, this is big news right here. Put it in the show notes. And I'll go through this one. uh, uh, Not really big news. Not really big news. Everybody ought to know that. Everybody ought to know that. That's kind of old. Thank you, Captain Obvious. This, that, and the other thing. Oh, there's a big one. Grab it, put it into the show notes. Praise God. So I got to filter through those and try to keep on as best as I can to the ones that are the most relevant uh, for this particular moment in time. And what happens is whenever, whenever any kind of a cataclysmic calamity, whatever, you know, like the Ukraine situation, whenever anything like that 
happens in the beginning when it first starts happening it's it's you know you have so much apocalyptic news you don't know what to do with it all but as things start to stabilize then it's like you're almost kind of highly repetitive. You're repeating the same thing over and over again, just slightly different, which essentially is what's happening on Fox and CNN and, and all the other lying media outlets out there that are telling the, the uh, nice Nazi version of what's going on in the Ukraine. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, on that note, let's just go ahead and go into the news. Like I said, I have no idea where this program is going to go. I have a few things queued up, a couple of things to read, you know, to touch up to, you know, to, I don't know, would you call it reiteration? To repeat some prophetic events that I believe have been substantiated by enough confirmations. And when I talk about a confirmation, I don't mean, I mean like a wow confirmation kind of thing. You know, to me, a wow confirmation is when there's a prophecy in 1934 by an American that is that ha- that is uh, confirmed by a prophecy from somebody in Mozambique 40 years later. You know what I mean? That, to me, the odds of those two individuals saying the same thing was going to happen is very low. Okay? So there are – now, there are also some prophecies which I embrace as being – exceedingly likely, not necessarily because I received a confirmation from another prophet from another time, per se, but because I've seen headline news clips come out from generals of, say, for example, the Israeli army or the IDF that have retired that said, well, the only way we're going to be able to do this, that, and the other thing is to use nuclear weapons. And um, and it was like, oh, my gosh, that that you know, General So-and-so from the IDF, who, you know, just confirmed what, you know, the prophet Dr. David O'Rourke saw in his vision. Now, that is a different type of a confirmation in the sense that it's taking empirical information or stuff from the news or stuff from the real world that's happening around us today and mapping it back to something that somebody saw in a vision. That's another type of a prophecy or, or a confirmation. Now, a, there's a third type of confirmation, which is my all-time favorite, which is when you have multiple confirmations from multiple disparate, different prophetic sources, either through prophecies, dreams, or visions, or all of the above, from different sources again, that, by the way, also aligns with empirical information, stuff that you see happening around the world, and also aligns with things that are in the Bible. When you get the three-way match, empirical information, multiple prophetic sources, and the Bible, that's the big ding, 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 ding. You know, that's where you want to get – that one there, you want to put like a big red circle around that one because you're pretty – you know, it's – I think it's reasonable to embrace it as being highly, highly, highly likely that that one is going to happen. Now, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've – that have gone – I mean, here, I, I need to – so, Lissette, if you're listening, will you send me an, uh, an, a, a communication, some type of – either a text or an email, whatever, uh, reminding me to get – 
one of the old best of radio shows with the uh, prophecies of T.D. Hale on them, because we need to go back and look at the T.D. Hale stuff again, because we're getting really close to that stuff starting, you know, to come in, to, to coming true for sure. And I find it fascinating that other radio shows that have had a lot of these people like T.D. Hale or whoever on them, once they pass by a moment in time, you know, where the presidents change, like they may be talking about Obama being the Antichrist, and they talk about it all the time on their radio show, and they bring in all kinds of guests to support this, you know, that Obama's the Antichrist, and then as soon as Obama disappears from the world stage and Trump comes in, they completely forget about it. I'm not going to name the names of the radio shows, but I can tell you that troubles me deeply. That means they're not sticking to anything. They're not consistent. They're, they're, it's, uh, the Bible refers to it as being bounced to and fro like a ship on a sea. You know, it's the second half of, uh, uh, you know, uh, James 1 verse 5, you know. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't – I would rather have a gigantic pie on my face than ebb and tide with, with whatever, you know, the popular thing is to believe. I forget that noise. That is absolutely unacceptable to me. And there are and 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 pretty much all the other radio shows that I know of out there do that. They ebb and tide and they change their mind and they go with whatever the flow is, whatever the popular topic is for that moment in time. This program will never do that. I will shut it down before that ever happens. And I'll take my smack on the head from the Lord if that's what I got to have. I hope that that's, a, that's not the case. That is not our arrangement. That is, you know, and, and God is in control. Praise his holy name. But, um, you know, if, if um, you know, if I come out and I say, give, give, give testimony and I explain why I believe Obama is the Antichrist, and I tell you what happened to me in 1972 with my mother and all that other stuff, and I combine it with 50 other prophetic sources, visions, dreams, and prophecies, or maybe 100 other prophetic sources over the course of 11, 10, you know, 10, 8 years, I'm sticking to it. I'm going to stick to it. Period. And this story, I'm not going to hem and haul. I'm not going to say, well, there are many antichrists and try to give myself some way to skate out of it. I'm going to stick to it. That's just how it is. I do not believe God is going to change his mind about that. I really don't. And I'm sticking to it. Praise God. And that also becomes a baseline crux, uh, kind of like a line in the sand associated with the prophetic end times timeline. Because, you know, Obama can only live as a human so long. You know, so there's a clock that's ticking there. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And it has to do with Obama's lifespan. Now, unfortunately, Unfortunately, that lifespan could be pretty long, and a lot of us could drop over like flies in a you know, house full of raid long before that actually happens. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in regard to that. But, you know, and I will admit, this troubles me deeply. It's probably one of the most depressing, discouraging bummers of being who we are and knowing what we know. And that is how unbelievably slow everything is moving. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, the time is speeding up, and if your time was not cut short, no human would blah, 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 blah. You know, no, to me, to me, things are moving excruciatingly slow. Excruciatingly slow. 
And when I use the word excruciating, I mean in a sense of pain, agony, the whole deal. Okay, because it is. It's it, it, it's 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 emotionally draining. It is very very hard to deal with it, and um and we're all kind of thrown into that giant pot of boiling frogs, sitting there wondering, wow, look at all the frogs. They're just kind of doing the old backstroke and having a good old time, and we're just sitting there befuddled. I mean, we're blown away. How in the world could we still be here at this point in time? I mean, when you think about it, when you consider, think about this just for a second. When you consider all of the threats of major false flags, I'm not talking about the mini ones. Like, okay, what is a mini false flag? A mini false flag is they drop a chemical weapon in the Ukraine, they blame Putin and put up a no-fly zone. That's a that's kind of like a mini apocalyptic event to me. What I'm talking about is the kind of stuff that would thrust a, a very large percentage of the developed countries in the world into martial law, which would allow for uh, well, it, really the rise of the antichrist. And and according to Second Thessalonians, uh, you know, two, and according to what Paul, you know, told the Thessalonians. That's the key. Everything rides on Second Thessalonians chapter two. Everything, okay. And you're like, what do you mean, Johnny? I mean, there's, there's certainly there's got to be more to the story than that. Well, when it comes to those of us who are in the pot of boiling frogs, Second Thessalonians two is the key. It really, 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 really is. And you might be like, well, come on now, you know. Well, no, it is. Uh, Paul used Second Thessalonians uh, 2 as the quintessential scripture to let a bunch of folks, uh, uh, you know, in their, you know, we'll just call it a church, leave it at that. And um, and he used, you know, they were un, they were becoming unruly. They were they were so sure that Jesus was coming back. They were just kind of like quitting their jobs, like a lot of people. I've oh man, folks, if I could tell you, if I had thirty minutes and I was allowed to mention names, you would need a tablet to write down all the names I could give you of people who have dorked up their lives, sold everything they had, moved to some place because they felt that the Lord or the Holy Spirit was telling them to become a, a place of uh, refuge or whatever the case is. And some of them have gone bankrupt. They've lost everything. And they were positive they were hearing from the Lord. Some of them have left their families, their wives, destroyed their lives. I'm not going to get into it, but I'm just letting you know these kinds of things have been happening. This is why quite a long time ago I was taught a lesson from the Lord, and I'm not going to mention any names. But I'd, I'd love to, but I'm not, um, over the Deepwater Horizon incident. And long story short, that was a lesson that was so utterly painful to learn, and the painful ones are the ones you remember. They change you forever. And so um, I'm just going to hang out until whatever happens, you know? And, and I mean that. I mean, I don't care if, you know, if somebody, I don't care if the most convincing information in the world with, you know, with a bunch of very convincing prophecies and an industry, just unbelievably believable, okay, came out and said that a gigantic nuclear bomb was going to vaporize Tampa, Florida, where I, you know, where the Golden JFB studios are. Um, you know what? I would be like, cool. 
You know, and then I, then I would get on my knees and I would pray fervently in tears before God, please let me be vaporized. You know, but I wouldn't go anywhere. Now, if it was God's will and he decided I was going to survive it and I'd have to go out there and lay hands on people and all that kind of stuff, then I would do it, of course. But I'm just saying um, there isn't anything. A threat for my life? No, that wouldn't do it. Uh, a nuclear bomb going off? Nope, not at all. Tsunami? Nope. No. Deepwater Horizon? Are you kidding me? No way. You can put 50 Deepwater Horizons in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico right now, and I would just laugh. There's nothing that would make me leave. I would just hang out here and go like, whatever, man. Just tell me what day that I need to go up on the roof of my house with a good pair of binoculars so I can watch it come in my way. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, um, uh, let's go ahead and move into the news. Like I said, I don't know where this is going to lead. I just threw some stuff together, and we'll see where it goes. Um, uh, And I hope that it it maybe re-anchors some of the folks out there, the regular listeners who have been listening to this show, that show, that show, that show, and that show, and have cluttered their minds with who knows what. Um, and then the people who haven't heard them at all, maybe they will be blessed by having heard it for the first time. All right, amen. So praise God for that. And and what's worse, the bad part is the the TMI part. The TM, the too much information part is the part that's a bummer, because there's so much in between the different events and. You know, you got the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, the grape harvest, the first watch, the second watch, the third watch, the alien invasion stuff, the World War Three stuff, uh, the Day of the Lord stuff, the th- three days of darkness stuff. Uh, the you know the Planet X people get real excited about Planet X. People they just gush. They love the topic of Planet X. And um, I you know what I ought to do? I think I ought to do a call-in show one of these times. Just a, just a radio, just a call-in show. Everything you ever wanted to know about Planet X tonight, and here's your number, 319-527-6020. Call in and talk to Johnny Business and ask questions about Planet X. That's something that I, I've done so many shows on Planet X. That stuff is like burned into my brain in three-dimensional, you know, what holographic, you know, infra, whatever. All right, praise God. So anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and go into the news, and then uh, we'll just see where the Lord leads. Um, and maybe it will um, help some people. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh... Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So from the mailbag, um, I had a well, I'll just say a relative send me, um, I don't know, like a, like almost like a letter to the editor kind of a thing. Uh, and he said, what do you think about this? You know, uh, do you believe this is accurate? Whatever. And um, so I kind of read over it really fast. And this particular fellow or person wrote uh, the BlackRock CEO and World Economic, World, WEF, World Economic Forum, globalist Larry Fink, no matter how it is presented, no matter how the expressed intentions of making things better, no matter the lofty slogan which which the Biden camp adopted from the WEF, which is Build Back Better, 
the World Economic Forum's true intentions are the ushering in of an all-new type of global society based on total spectrum surveillance and information domination. If they are successful, everything you do in your life will be reduced to digital bits and stored data. That includes where and how you spend your money and how you travel, move about in society, your health, your educational records. And he goes on. He goes real deep in uh, all this. He talks an awful lot about Larry Fink, how long they've been doing. He mentions Klaus Schwab, yada, yada, blah, blah, this, that, and the other thing, the various policies, the Council on Foreign Relations. He pulls a bunch of it together, uh, how the Pentagon's involved and everything like that. Okay. Now, um, and he does a pretty good job. You know, I mean, he, he, it's pretty comprehensive, but uh, I, this is how I responded back to, uh, to my relative regarding this person's dissertation. I said, well, the only thing I would add is that it's already, quote, game over. So from a given perspective, this is, all, this is a great article. It makes many valid points. The part it misses is the absolute fact that all of this surveillance, data, and metadata collection has been in full effect now and resides in three of the world's most powerful supercomputers, one in China, one in Utah, which belongs to the National Security Agency, and one in the GCHQ, which is that big, you know, ultra-top secret creepy facility in the United Kingdom. So I went on to say, so... 100% of all the global control grid implements are already ratified and architected. Take your pick. It's there. It's working. And the laws are already in place to support them. The only thing that they are waiting for is the right moment, they being the, the evil ones, uh, you know, these entities, the, the global you know, um, uh, satanic crime syndicate, the only thing that they are waiting for is the right moment and the right false flag event, which is taking forever and driving me nuts, the right false flag event to crush society and institute full martial law. And then the rounding up of ex-citizens will begin. The concentration camps are ready. It's game over. The elites must only avoid a French Revolution event, and they have been running tests in various parts of the world to see how far they can push the local citizenry before things get out of control. January 6th was a test. The Australian lockdowns and citizen public beatings were a test. The Emergency Powers Act over the truckers in Canada was a test. We failed the test. At no time did the citizenry take over the government and kill its leaders. So the World Economic Forum and Schwab controllers are ready for phase two of the takedown. We only have to sit and wonder what the next big orchestrated move will be. The end. And my relative... My relative wrote me back and says, one word, he says, agreed, <laughs> period. All right. So, and it's true. I mean, uh, from a frog's boiling in the pot standpoint, when you hear Schwab and all of these entities um, pretty much announcing right in front of our faces what it is they're planning on doing or what the next, you know, two or three possible things they might do are, um, uh, then you're sitting there scratching your head going, man, why is this taking so long? 
You know, like I wonder to myself, why haven't they done more? I mean, there's lots and lots of false flags that are taking place over in the Ukraine right now. I mean, it's endless. I mean, the the Azov Battalion Nazis are slaughtering their citizens, using them as human shields. You know, you see, of course, Fox News and CNN going, look at poor uh, Mariupol. All these people is just, just terrible. Look what Russia did. Russia didn't do any of that. The only thing that Russia did was take out the Nazis that were using the buildings to hide in. They had to clean the town out. And to get it, and they're going to have to do that for for Donetsk. They, you know that's which, that's the next big you know area that they're going to be uh, cleaning out. Okay, some of these places are so infested, it's like um, stage four lung cancer. You know they got to do what they got to do to get them out, and they're opening up humanitarian corridors. They I don't know seventy tons I think it was I read of food uh, humanitarian food supplies that they brought in. I've even I even saw a video tonight. I know well, it was a couple of hours ago of one town where the people were driving down the street with. The police escort and flags waving on their cars, beeping their horns and celebrating. And and, and there was a gigantic letter Z being projected up on the side of a skyscraper, um, you know, in celebration of the Russians clearing out the Nazis. People are absolutely beside themselves, Abby. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in one of those towns where these you know, Azov Division, creepy, weird entities. They're horrible people. They, they do, they're, oh, my gosh, they're unbelievably murderous. They'll set people on fire for no good reason and watch them burn and laugh while, they, while it's happening. These are people that, you know, through the Bandera, uh, you know, go back and search on B-A-N-D-E-R-A. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they participated. The original groups uh, participated in the Holocaust. In the actual Jewish Holocaust, they were live, active participants of massive uh, human slaughter. All right, and they're still there. Anyway, all right. So, um, so I don't know. I I am babbling, befuddled. Why haven't they done a false flag chemical attack yet? Because that would give them the ability to do a no-fly zone. And that would anger Putin to a point where he would have to do something about it. I honestly believe that if they do something along that line and there is a no-fly zone institute, in other words, oh, no, you use chemical weapons, bad Putin, bad Putin, we're going to have to put up a no-fly zone. I believe that the Russian jets will start shooting down the American jets or the NATO jets. They'll call them NATO jets. And it's going to make the West look really bad. Okay, because while we've been dorking around in Afghanistan, getting our our troops chopped to pieces in a worthless waste of time, okay, which was, by the way, strategically, you know, what they intended to do was to weaken the United States military. Well, guess what? Russia was like dumping gazillions of dollars into their military and training up, training up, training up. These guys are, you know, World War II flying aces. Okay, they make Snoopy look like he's not very good at shooting down, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm joking, but you know, the whole, it, it, it's, it won't be pretty. It won't be pretty. Let's just leave it at that. And maybe it's because they know it won't be pretty that is why they're not doing it. But then, I, then, then, then that begs the question, why aren't the Klaus Schwab attacks? I mean, you can't get away from the, the continuous drooling over cyber attacks and how Russia is going to cyber attack and take down our grid and the power is going to go out. And all the while, we already know. It ain't going to be Russia at all. It won't be Russia. No way. 
uh, Edward Snowden, the one, the thing that triggered Edward Snowden into saying enough is enough. The one thing that he could not take and said that does it was when he discovered that the United States of Babylon the Great had installed software bombs, cyber attack code on our allies power grids okay we and when he saw that we had done that to Japan and to South Korea and to all these other countries that were our allies he said okay that is so sinister and so sick I cannot be a part of this anymore. And he packed his stuff up, called the Guardian, went over, got a hotel room in China, and then ultimately ended up in Russia. And Putin is taking very good care of him and his wife. All right. Well, whatever the case is. So, you know, uh, but, but, you know, so we already know who's going to do it. Snowden has already testified. He's come forward. He's, you know, of course, everybody's going to say, well, he's a dirty liar. He, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And he gave out, you know, top secret information. You know, well, look, if this, if this top secret information that he gave out was that we're about to take down the, the power grid of our own allies and blame it on Russia, then God bless Edward Snowden. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I got to say about it. Praise God. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I wanted to also share this with you. Praise Jesus. This is really kind of, well, ultra noteworthy, ultra noteworthy. Um, uh, and I'm just going to play the audio for you. And this is, uh, and I'll, first I'll read the, he- the um, subheading. And it says, um, Americans in Ukraine fight alongside Russia against the globalists and the New World Order. Okay, so that being said, I'm going to play this audio bite that, uh, that was put up, <clears throat> put up on TikTok by a small group of this much, much larger group of American mercenary fighters that have gone over to join in the fight in the Ukraine. I think it's very fascinating what they say because the reality is they are correct. They are absolutely correct. And I praise God that there at least are some people that don't have their, you know, whatever, that, you know, that haven't, haven't had a frontal lobotomy. How about that? All right, praise God. Anyway, here we go. Listen. Oh, to- we've just arrived from America to Donbass. We're from all over America. I'm from Texas. My friend here is from Detroit. We got people here from Minnesota and all other areas of America. We are here to fight against globalism and the New World Order. We are here to fight the Ukrainian Nazis. Russia is the last place on earth that fights against liberalism, the globalism, and the New World Order that is destroying America. If you are a brother of ours from America or from Canada or from Europe, and you came to fight on the side of the Nazis in Ukraine, you best turn around and go back home because we are going to be coming. And when we meet on that battlefield, then all bets are off. So you need. All right, and I didn't cut that off. It actually cut itself off. I guess they hit the limit for a TikTok. But you heard what they said, and what they said was actually incredibly accurate. Uh, 
It is the it currently uh, worldwide, worldwide, there is one place and one place only that there is actually a war action taking place that is essentially a group of people, regardless of nationality, fighting, actively fighting against the global Nazi empire, the Fourth Reich, the Klaus Schwab's, the World Economic Forum, the elites, call them whatever you want to call them, the, the babbling, dribbling, endless liars on all the mainstream media outlets, that what this guy said was 100% accurate. It doesn't get any better than that. When they say that they are there to fight against the New World Order, that it's essentially the last bastion of hope, okay, and all that kind of stuff, you know, that was the implication, then you know what? They're right. They're absolutely right. And so anyway, I, you know, now granted, I am a citizen of heaven because Philippians 3.20 says that. I pray in Jesus' name that everybody listening to this program is a citizen of heaven. Citizen of heaven. Okay, we are wise as serpents and gentle as doves, and all we want to do is pray, pray for the, the salvation of souls, pray for mercy from God, and do what it is that God has designed for us, the works that he has established for us to walk in, and hopefully get evacuated off this alien demon-infested rock as soon as possible. Amen? But in the grand scheme of what is going on on a global level, what this particular fellow said was accurate. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Referendum on joining Russia may be held in the LPR in the near future, according to the LPR's head. So what we're seeing right now, I'm just going to give you the, the short the short version. All the 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 major provinces like Lugansk, uh, Donetsk, um, you know, uh, the Donbass region and other regions, by the way, other regions, they essentially want to go and jo- they they want to they want to go back to Russia. Okay, so there's the moral of the story without getting into all the politics and the details and everything else. They they do. That's why they're beeping their horns and flying flags and th- putting giant letter Z's on the side of buildings and all that kind of stuff. Okay, because they're, they're thrilled. Okay, now granted, not, now, that, now you're going to see a lot of people that are going to be very, very brokenhearted because they happen to be in a Nazi-infested part of the – attack on Donbass that's been going on for the last seven, eight years. And um, that's a sad situation because, you know, they were used as human shields. Uh, You know, it's horrible to have to go through that. It's horrible to have to go through that. But they, you know, I'm pretty sure, and I've heard the testimonies of many of these people as they were being interviewed, they, that they're very, they're glad. They, in other words, it was a sacrifice that was worth taking, uh, you know, even though a lot of them lost everything they had. They knew it was kind of, you know, necessary. Mariupol is a bad, bad town, and there's other bad, bad, bad towns where they are I'm talking about every single building. Every single building is absolutely full of Azov, Azov, Azov uh, Nazi divisions. Okay, Their entire buildings are full of them. Basements. They got artillery on 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 the top of the roofs. They got. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's like Gaza. It's like Gaza when Gaza is attacking Israel. It's the same thing sad because that means that the people that live in those towns become victims of the cleansing of the town. All right. Well, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
Headline, how Biden sparked a global uproar with uh, nine ad-libbed words. And again, uh, I think I mentioned this on the prior program and uh, merits repeating. And for God's sake, uh, you know, he cannot remain in power. So again, that that raised a lot of cane. Uh, But uh, anyway, um, next one up. Egyptian foreign minister to join upcoming historic Abrahamic Accords. We mentioned this on the prior show. Um, uh, And um, also another headline, thinning of the Antarctica ice shelf collapses after a heat wave. Uh, And again, the ice is melting. The ice is melting. We know that Nicholas uh, von Rendsburg um, prophesied that in the early 1900s. I think it was, or maybe it was the late 1800s. He was exceedingly accurate, saw the First, Second, and Third World War, and was asked uh, by his constituents, and people that listen, you know, followed him and such, uh, they said, you know, well, when is this weird third world war going to happen? He said, when the ice melts. Well, I'm like, okay, Nicholas, Nicholas, how much more ice has to melt? <laughs> okay. Because like I'm one of the frogs in the frog pot, kind of like peeking over the side of the pot going, okay, okay. I feel the water getting hot, but uh, hey, hey, somebody do something. Anyway, next one up. Praise God. 800,000 COVID injections expire in Kenya. No one wants the vaccine due to fertility concerns. That's the least of your words. That's definitely a valid worry, but oh boy. And they're trying to push now for a fifth one and on and on and on it goes. I'm, they better not even come near me. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I, even if I even see somebody wearing a mask right now, I just want to throw up. We'll leave it at that. Next one up. Ukraine request request 1,000 missiles per day from the United States. And they're asking for a whole lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more than that. And uh, there's, they're getting a lot of it, but I don't think it's, it's, it's you know, the, the stories that you're hearing from the mainstream dribbling, um, uh, you know, uh, it's not true. Anytime you hear anything like, Ukraine is gaining, Russia is fleeing, uh, any you know, they're winning, you know, Ukraine is winning, Russia is turning around. Anytime you hear anything like that that even resembles that, it's a flat out lie. Even the big blah, 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 blah report that came out about Russia saying they weren't going to continue to attack Kiev, I knew that was baloney. The second they came out with that dribble, I knew immediately that was baloney. There was no way. As a matter of fact, um, for what it's worth, and it's not worth a lot, it's sad. It's really sad. But in my communications with um, you know Tatiana and the people that she knows and other people that I know um, – the sad, th- the sad conclusion that we've all come to <clears throat> is that the, inf- the, the, not- the Nazi ideology, you know, all these people that you see going into Poland and they're in lines getting on, you know, in the western part of the Ukraine and they're all, is <laughs> this so dramatic? And I get- they're all Nazis. And you're like, no way. Come on, Johnny. You've got to draw a line. And No, the problem is it's the cancer. The ideology has been baked into their children and their children's children now for like 70 years. Okay. Now, what can I be more specific? Does that mean that they all have like swastikas tattooed on them? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the ideology. Now, specifically, the ideology to which I refer is the ideology of racial purity. Okay. 
Now, what that means to a person who, whether they realize it or not, that it's a Nazi ideology, it's, it's irrelevant. I don't care if they know it or not. It, to me, it's just frustrating that they don't. Racial purity is the one of the most foundational baseline premises of Nazism. Okay? Now, what that means is uh, the people in Western Ukraine, <clears throat> they, they're the same as the rest of the people in the rest of Ukraine. And that particular attribute of Nazi ideology is baked into pretty much the vast majority of their population. And what that means is they don't want red and yellow, black and white. They don't want people from India there. They don't want people from China there. They don't want people from Japan there. They don't want people that look a little bit different than them. They only want Ukrainians. That's it. And if you speak any other language or show any signs of being from another country or having a different skin color, they want to kill you. All right. Are you getting it now a little bit? Maybe just a little bit? I hope that you are. Took me a while to learn that that's how bad it is. And I got the videos, I got the documentaries. There was a documentary that was recently done over an hour long about the problem. And by the way, it was from 2012. Okay? It had to do with soccer matches, what we call food, what they call football, blah, 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 blah. But no, this has been going on for a long time. It's spread into Poland. It's, it's, it's bad stuff. Real bad. They don't want they want racial purity and they don't want anyone who is not their version of a Ukrainian in that country. I have no sympathy at all for any of the people in the western Ukraine who are leaving because they're afraid of the Russians. Too bad. If they were a little bit more like Jesus, then they probably wouldn't be having these problems in the first place. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. World War III could be unleashed soon, and it will be nuclear, according to Russian state TV. And then it goes on to dribble. Vladimir Putin's tightly controlled state TV has broadcasted warning messages that there could be a direct clash between Russia and the West, and nuclear weapons would need to be used, whether we like it or not. And then it goes on and, you know, makes propaganda claims and this, that, and the other thing. Anyway, I don't see it happening. All right, next. I'm not yet. Uh, nuclear stuff is going to happen, but not yet. All right, praise God. Next one up. Biden says chemical attack on Ukraine would spur response in kind. And in kind means, you know, hey, you chemical attack us, we'll chemical attack you. You nuclear attack us, we're going to nuclear attack you, that kind of thing. All right, now. This is the one that makes the most sense to me as a possibility, and that would be that they would do a false flag, you know, nuclear uh, uh, chemical attack, and then they would use it as an excuse to do a no-fly zone. Now, that would definitely escalate things pretty fast. Um, but then, you know, there's also caveats. There's, there's really some pretty substantial caveats in doing that. And I, deep down inside, I really believe that the NATO commanders – Unless they're just really puffed up general patent types, you know, that that are just so full of themselves that they can't accept the, even the entertain the possibility of defeat, which could be true. Then anything could happen. But I have a sneaking suspicion that the NATO commanders and all that 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 are, you know, they're all probably, you know, holding, you know, 
praying to God that it doesn't happen because I think that I'm pretty sure they should be smart enough to realize that the Russians are going to decimate them. They're going to be shooting our jets. They're not our jets. Heaven forbid. I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, but they'll be shooting NATO jets and whatever. You know, all that Top Gun nonsense you had programmed into your brain as a as a as as an American citizen. You can just take all that stuff and toss it in the trash. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if there's any Top Guns, they're not on this side of the wall, or you know, on the well, the, the, the we'll call it the imaginary border wall between Western Ukraine and, and Poland. And Poland's full of Nazis too. So maybe. And here's the thing. Here was the sad thing. The, the really big bummer, as I was analyzing the situation with the people that I know in Ukraine, et cetera, is this. If Russia does what they say they're going to do, which I believe that they intend to do, which is to go in, clean house, and then get back out, it's not going to stop it. The ideology, the infestation of Nazism in that country is so bad, so pervasive, you have to think of it as like, I don't know, stage four Parkinson's disease or something. They're not, going to, they're not recovering. It's gone. The country's gone. It's gone. <sighs> well, anyway, next one up. Residents say Shanghai is in lockdown due to COVID-19 infections that are much higher than the official numbers. And now we have, of course, Fauci has returned in his shape-shifting reptilian. Make me one of... Uh, oh, God, just, please, Lord Jesus, Father, it says vengeance is yours. Would you please, Father, please, please, in the name of Jesus, Father, vengeance is yours. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, especially because a lot of these entities are entities. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Next one up. Jerusalem Post reports. Russian ambassador to Syria. Israel is provoking us to react, they say. The Russian ambassador complained that uh, Israel, uh, Israeli strikes aim to escalate tensions and allow the West to carry out military activities in Syria. So again, one could make the argument that while all this stuff is going on over in the Ukraine, that the war dynamics or potential war dynamics are increasing a lot, whether it's exponential, whether it's on a logarithmic scale, how much they are, I don't know. But what we do know is behind the scenes, while all this other stuff is going on, we've got, um, uh, you know, the very, 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 very bad Iran nuclear deal being reinstituted. And that will be the last straw for Israel, which we will cover in the prophetic part of this program when we get to it. We're getting to it pretty quick. Um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Inexplicable waves are coming out of the sun, according to scientists. So they basically say that they have mysterious and unexplainable fast waves that are coming out of the sun. Uh, and they are moving uh, three times more quickly than previously thought possible, according to new research. So they see anomalies that are taking place. They've got all kinds of, they call it a true mystery. And they don't understand what it is. And this, you know... <laughs> You know, okay, I'll just I'll I'll just come right out and say it. Planet X, okay, the electromagnetism, the 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 heliosphere, the whole way that the solar systems work, 
You can't have a Planet X. Things don't work normal anymore. What happens when you have a, a, a failed brown dwarf star uh, being, you know, orbited by five to seven planets, and they're all entering into your? Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> the amount of the, the 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 magnitude of the impact and the in the amount of different things that it affects, it just takes hours to list them all out. Particularly if you explain how. All right, praise God. Next one up. I love this one. Ten CEOs, ten CEOs, chief executive officers of various airlines are calling on President Biden to, quote, move on from mask mandates on the flights. Please, Jesus, please, Jesus, please, Lord Jesus, please, 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 Jesus. Next one up. Over 1 million people in the United Kingdom to be pushed in absolute poverty, according to this particular think tank. Uh, And uh, it's irrelevant. Think tanks are all run by the devil anyway. But, um, you know, again, this isn't going to be just the U.K., it's it's going to be worldwide. We are being pushed into the third seal, the global financial collapse. All the things that are happening in the world, worldwide, the uh, adaptation of the ruble, the uh, in, the rising up and control engine associated with BRICS. The trade uh, agreements that are established in the uh, Asian, South Asian uh, quadrants of the earth or whatever you want to call them, that that whole area, all that stuff that's happening right now is all part of the realization and manifestation of the third seal of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 6. And this is a very big deal, folks, because it is the third seal As far as I can tell, scripturally speaking, the third seal holds the escape clause for us because it says at the end, do not harm the oil or the wine. And that is a direct reference to the bride of Jesus Christ. So she is going to be here on the earth through the third seal, and possibly a little bit into the fourth seal. And we don't know for how long at that point. But the third seal is a big deal, real big, and we're heading there very quickly. All right. So for, so for those of you like myself who have been struggling to lose, you know, that pandemic 30 that you put on and you're trying to get back into keto, but you fail miserably because you decide you want to have a glass of wine on a Saturday or whatever the case, um, Look at it this way. Third seal means you're going to lose weight real easily. (laughs) Okay? There's always a bright side. All right, next one up. Moscow, Tehran are developing swift alternatives, according to the Iranian ambassador. And SWIFT is basically the banking, the international banking system that allows, you know, various countries to use petrodollars to transfer funds and pay bills. And if they owe, you know, you know, if they owe like, you know, the United States 50 quadrillion dollars or whatever, they have to make payments on that and they do it through SWIFT. So when we canceled Russia's access to SWIFT, we basically took, a, uh, you know, essentially a loaded financial gun and pointed it right at our chest. But that was part of the plan, you see. They're going to call it a sanction, but no, it was part of Klaus Schwab's global rise of the Fourth Reich, the global satanic crime syndicate, the whole deal, the Rhodes Roundtable, the Committee of 300, all of these entities, the House of Windsor, that you name it. Yeah, 
here we are. It's all in play right now. It's just for my liking, it's happening way too slow. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I, if, you know, if I had it my way, uh, Klaus Schwab's, you know, uh, power grid outage would be tonight, and the whole doggone country would go dark. Okay. Now, you know, I'm also living in a place where it gets unbelievably hot and unbelievably humid. And I'm that part I'm not looking forward to, but I've been through it before. And I know what I'm going to have to, I know what I'll have to do to survive it. Okay. And I'm, you know, I don't want to say, I don't think you can ever become totally prepared for that. I mean, you can be prepared, but you can't be happy about it. If you say you're okay with it, then you've never lived in Florida before. And you don't know what it's like to be in like 99.9% humidity with the temperature being feels like 105. That you don't sleep in. And after several days of no sleeping, <laughs> okay. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Another headline. Listen to this. North Korea test fires largest missile since 2017. So there, the rumblings out of North Korea continue to rumble bigger, 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 bigger. And you know what? That that also falls in line with the prophecies and things that we're watching for. Praise God. Next one up. BRICS countries will be at the heart of the New World Order, according to the Russian Deputy Foreign Minister. So I find it absolutely fascinating that Russia is saying, ha-ha, nana-boo-boo, you cut us off with all of your sanctions. And you know what? The BRICS countries are rising up. We're going to be at the heart of the New World Order. We're going to establish the New World Order. We're going to do all the things that we need to do to keep everything going on between all of our countries while you guys sink into the toilet of despair, which basically is true. It's Already in play. All right, praise God. Next one up. Slovakia boots dozen of Russian diplomats, at least in this particular report. They didn't change their mind and say, well, they were diplomats, but now we're going to call them spies. All right, another headline says, the exodus from liberal United States cities is gaining speed. The New York has lost 378,000 people. Los Angeles has lost 176,000 people. San Francisco has lost 116,000 people. Chicago, 92,000 people. And uh, San, uh, San Jose, uh, 43,000 people. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And there's a whole big old, big old report on that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, listen to this. Next one up. Australian government to introduce new misinformation laws. And basically, uh, you know, Australia, Canada, and let me think a second. Australia, definitely Australia, definitely Canada, for sure, are two hotbeds, two country hotbeds in the world that Klaus Schwab and his mechanical forthright global destruction engine are using as well they're test beds they're test beds they use the population to see what they can get away with they, they watch how they behave they beat them you know the police beat them and throw them in jail and all that kind of stuff and they're just watching how they behave and so far it's been a big fail now the people in the countries don't see it as a big fail but for, from a Klaus Schwab standpoint it is a big fail for them all right. So anyway, the new misinformation laws that they're going to be doing in, in Australia, and they're already getting ready to institute them, is, hey, if you, don't say, if you say anything that is the opposite of what we tell you to think, you're breaking the law. It's a crime. You're going to jail. Do not pass go. Do not pass, collect $200. You're going to jail. All right. So this is how bad things have ultimately become. And that's OK. Praise Jesus. We you know, we we wanted to get to this point uh, in the end times timeline at some 
you know, at some point in time. All right. Uh, and we, we are there. Um, but you know, for me, you know, I'm one of those people that just, you know, I want to get it over with. If I know I have to go in and have like, um, you know, like jaw surgery or something, because I've got to have something done to a tooth that just is excruciatingly painful or whatever. I want to get it over with. You know what? Whenever something, I'm just one of those personality types that if I've got to go through a big, nasty bag of ugly, I want to get it over with as quick as possible. All right. And I think a lot of other people are like that too. Let's just get get over it. Let's get it done with. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the rest of the program is going to be sharing with you things that are that indicate likely. I'm not going to say for sure. Just going to say likely that we still got a a list of cataclysmic events and stuff that are that are in front of us. Now, could they all happen pretty quick? Just like the one Bonds blog prophecy, these you know events will happen so fast that you can barely get your breath between them like that? Yes, they could. But be careful with that. Because it's a great metaphor, but it's not altogether unlike the word soon. Okay? The problem is our brains will speed it up. Soon means next week. Soon means tomorrow. Soon means in an hour from now. No, it doesn't to God. It doesn't to the Lord. All right. So anyway, so we don't know how long this is going to drag out. So in, in accord with what I was sharing with folks on the last radio show in regard to choosing happier, uh, maybe reading the book uh, Overcome, uh, you know, um, uh, saying bingo it, uh, don't let things get you down, choose, make the choice to get to praise God in all things, make it, arrest the thought. As soon as a negative thought gets into your head or even starts to approach it, grab it, toss it, get rid of it immediately. We've got to get to that place. And, I, you know, and coming from somebody like me that's got my phys- or, uh, emotional makeup, okay, uh, it, when I'm exhausted like I am tonight, okay, I, that is saying a lot because I'm in, the worst ca- I'm, I'm in the worst shape right now than I've been in a while as far as being exhausted and tired. When I'm exhausted and tired, I get in a crummy attitude. I got a crummy attitude. <clears throat> I, you know, I don't, I don't think positive when I'm exhausted and tired. And I think a lot of people are like that. So, and, and, uh, but anyway, um, but it does merit at least reviewing some of these key prophetic events, just kind of reading over them once again, just to kind of level set us to bring the people who've been going and listening to this radio show and that radio show and that radio show and that radio show. And their mind is now all a jumble with information, most of which is inaccurate. And then they get overly hopeful because they hear something. Because they forget about all these other things that have to happen. And you might be like, well, now, come on, Johnny. Maybe they don't have to happen. Maybe God relented. Maybe God heard the prayers of the saints. Maybe that's, not, maybe that's no longer the agenda. Well, could be. But very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. But could be. 
And I know a lot of believers, oh my goodness, do I know a lot of believers, that they that likelihood doesn't mean nothing to them. <laughs> I'm just straight up, man. See, in my world and my profession, likelihood is a very, very, very important word. Probability, likelihood, may be two of the most important words in my world. Okay, but I know a lot of believers out there that give a free rats, you know, kind of they don't care about probability. They don't care about likelihood. It don't mean diddly. All they'll say, they just, you know, say, but Johnny, maybe God listens to the prayers of the saints. And then they're like, yay. And they're up churning the butter and going, woohoo. And, you know, Jesus is going to come tomorrow. Jesus is going to come tomorrow. I can't live my life that way. No way. And I'll never go back to it. I, w- I will constantly, forever and ever, amen, look at the information. Amos 3, 7. Now, I know that God will listen to the prayers of the saints. I get it. Although I think that the number of people that could be considered saints on the earth is getting smaller almost every day. But that's a whole other thing. And I also know that God does relent. I get all those things, okay? But likelihood, probability is that, the, that you know, there's it's highly likely that these things are going to happen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, and on that note, glory be to God. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick, uh, hey, what do they call that? Uh, maybe a little bit of a station break, and uh, and then we will get into the prophetic part of the program and recap some of these things so that those of you have, who have put an endless amount of jumble in your head by listening to other programs can get a little bit unjumble-ified. Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. For our, Here's our little intermission so I can, I don't know, slug down a bubbly and all that kind of stuff. Here we go. Praise Jesus.
God, thank you, Jesus. That was Kirk Martin. Oh, man, he's still going through a miserable mess of stuff, man. Uh, it's uh, six months now, I guess, he's been waiting for surgery. All because of the pandemic. That's how backed up, backed up they are. So incapacitated, the poor guy. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the SEALs events timeline, which I have uh, brought up many, many times. I'm going to read it to you again. And then we're going to cover a few things. I don't know what we'll get through and what we won't. It's okay. It's a big list. All right. So 
So um, before I get, you know, just read through the list and then start peppering out the various uh, supporting prophetic words, I do want to read the third seal to those of you who are just not really biblically, you know, you know, you don't have a high level of retention and you don't, like I say third seal, but you have no idea where to look for it in the Bible and stuff. And there's a lot of people like that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, so anyway, so let me just go ahead and go to Revelation chapter 6. The reason why I want to bring this up is this is a landmark event. Okay? So in the grand scheme of all the things that we have before us, I would submit to you that bar none, the biggest one, the, the, the Mac Daddy of all the Mac Daddies in the Holy Bible, that is a landmark scripture for us to get excited about leaving, is the third seal, which the subheading is scarcity on the earth. Now, think about that for just a second. Is there anybody in the listening audience that hasn't heard the warnings, the headlines, over and over again about scarcity on the earth because I'm sure that you have. Excuse me, and rightfully so, okay? When, and it says in Revelation chapter 6, verse 5, under the third seal, it says, When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. Okay? Basically what that means is, you know, a quart of wheat for a day's labor. Well, it takes about a quart of wheat to make a loaf of bread, right? So basically the, the suggestion here is very clear. Okay? It's going to be very, very, very – there's scarcity on the earth is putting it lightly. It's the global financial collapse, and it's already in progress. Um, some countries are getting hit a little more than other ones at this moment, but it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse until it hits pretty much the vast majority of the, of the developed Western countries pretty much equally, to, um, I'm thinking. Now, it ends with these this glorious um, – clause it's a, uh, and it says and do not harm the oil and the wine okay and this is a, the oil is talking about the oil of the of, of you know the wise virgins who had the extra oil in their vessels and were ready to leave don't harm the bride and the wine which is the you know the the the, the um you know um the uh the New wine in the new, you know, uh, in the new wineskins kind of thing. Okay, so that's it's really what it is is it's a metaphorical reference to the bride of Jesus Christ. Now, that being said, if the scripture is saying do not harm them, in other words, don't let them starve to death, um, because they got work to do. Really, that's what it's all about, <clears throat> and that that indicates that the bride of Jesus Christ is here on the earth at that moment in time. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, now that is a, I don't know how else to put it except to call it a monumental landmark. It is a milestone in the end times timeline. 
Okay, so you can read Luke 21, Mark 13, Matthew 24, and all the ugly things that are going to be happening in wars and rumors of wars, pestilence and famine, and you'll, you'll be called up before magistrates, and don't be concerned about what you're going to say because the Holy Spirit will put it on you and the little and all this. Yeah, but this is landmark because at this point in time, from that point forward, you know that the bride is here there, at that moment in time. But there's no guarantee that she is here, you know, through the fourth seal, um, you know, into the day of the Lord. As a matter of fact, I've done entire radio shows explaining, and I'm going to play a best of show. I just don't know when. Uh, soon enough, I've, I'm, I'm going to have to make a trip to Atlanta for a week. That'll be one week. Then I've got to go out to Vegas, which I really don't want to do for a gigantamundous mega financial company, global you know, monster company. And uh, those will probably be the days. But anyway, um, praise God. But Understanding the concept of the first fruits barley harvest versus the final harvest, which is the wheat harvest that happens after the three days of darkness in the midst of the day of the Lord, which is in the middle of the sixth seal. Um, and people are fascinated by the three days of darkness. People are fascinated by Planet X. They're fascinated by the three days of darkness. You know, I could do – maybe I should set aside. Maybe the next uh, show I should do on just the three days of darkness. I could easily fill up a show with three days of darkness stuff. I could easily fill up a show with this, 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 this you know, if I, what I probably ought to do is, like I said, a call-in show for Planet X. I spend so much time studying Planet X. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. Anyway, praise God. So I just wanted to give you that milestone landmark in the Holy Bible to let you know that once we have endured the global financial collapse, which is underway, it's in progress right now. It's actually in progress. That's amazing. See, before I used to listen to uh, you know Gerald Salente of the of the Trends Institute on Alex Jones, you know, way back in 2004, and he was warning everybody there's going to be a global financial collapse. There's going to be a global financial collapse. The money system is fiat. It cannot hold up. We are under blah blah blah, blah and all this other stuff and this that and the other thing. 2004, really? So. But now we're actually seeing all the other things that would normally go along with a third seal event. The shelves in the stores becoming more sparse. The cost of the groceries, you know, like uh, an 18-pack of, you know, large eggs at Walmart right now for me is, you know, pushing close to four bucks. I mean, it wasn't even... A month and a half ago, I was paying a buck sixty-nine for that same eighteen-pack, and it's much worse at other stores. And I, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, there's different parts of the world right now where they're having entire parts of the. It's the same same thing. Same thing has happened the last time. Uh, you know, uh, where entire grocery store shelf aisles are wiped out. Okay, these things are already well underway. The the stuff that that the entity that refers to itself as Biden between between disgusting bowel movements in the West Wing, um, uh, the, the that entity immediately under the direction of the Antichrist Obama started to institute as soon as the opportunity arised, as soon as the slight orchestrated sleight of hand went into play. The Ukraine conflict, let's call it that. 
instantly, in the name of, you know, sanctions on Russia, the entity that refers to itself as Biden instituted destructive policies that would topple the United States, that would bring it down. Pretty much if left alone by themselves, without the help of any other major cataclysmic events or nuclear bombs going off or any of that kind of stuff or chemical or anything. If you just left them alone, what he has already done to this country is enough to take it down eventually. Oh, and by the way, we're clandestinely, secretly buying like millions and millions of dollars worth of oil from Russia while we're telling the rest of the world, don't you dare do that. We have a sanction on them. You're against, you know, little and all this other. No, yeah. Can you believe it? The entity that calls itself Biden is still buying oil from Russia even today. If you don't think that stinks like, you know, then you're not paying attention. All right. But anyway, these things are well, 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 well underway. There is an, uh, an, an innumerable number of articles about uh, breadbasket portions of the world. Don't get me going on the Ukraine and all that. But every other place across the world, same thing. Floods wiping out China, instituting laws, telling their peasant people that they have to cut down humongous uh, acreage of forests so that they can start growing uh, rice and other things that can sustain their population because they already know that it's coming. They know that it's coming. They know that it's coming. They know what's they're part of the orchestration of it. They're part of making it happen. They know. And these things are happening all over the world really fast. You know, and you can say, well, it's in the name of green or whatever, you know, dribbling, foul, demonic stench of an excuse they are giving us. But at the end of the day, it's part of the strategy to take and topple down the global financial system. Period. And they're doing an exceedingly good job of it. I mean, my goodness gracious, they couldn't do it any better. They're doing a wonderful job. It's exactly Klaus, Klaus, Klaus and his, you know, global elite buddies have got to be just loving it. Anyway, so that is a milestone. This is a humongous milestone, a gigantic milestone is the global financial collapse. It isn't going to be fun. I can guarantee you that. But at least it marks a moment in time when we can really get excited about the potential for early departure. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be here as part of the weed harvest after the three days of darkness. For one thing, I won't be alive for the three days of darkness because the tsunami that results in the gigantic meteor hitting off the coast of Puerto Rico is going to end up wiping out my, you know, Florida's gone. Florida will be gone. I, I forget who it was. I think it was Augusto Perez was on. He was like, well, in my vision, I'm not really sure that I saw Tampa going underwater. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. If there's a thousand foot tidal wave that washes over Miami at five o'clock in the morning, Tampa's gone. Gone, 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 gone. I don't need any platitudes. Uh, and, you know, I'm fine with it. I just want to be sitting on the top of my roof with some really good binoculars watching it coming this way, praising Jesus. Hallelujah. Time to go home. All right. So anyway, I wanted to introduce 
that milestone scripture before we start going into some of the other things that we have uh, to uh, queue up and look, you know, I don't want to say look forward to, but certainly be aware of and to watch for. Okay, and it is exceedingly difficult to try to create a timeline that's in order and say this happens first, this happens second, this happens third, that kind of thing. That is exceedingly difficult to do. And I I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it at all. I can take a guess, but I don't know how qualified the guess will be. All right. Praise God. So anyway, so the list of events, which I have repeated many, many, many times and does absolutely merit repeating again and again, particularly because people go out and listen to this show and that show and this show and that, and then they get all confused and their heads are all jumbly-wumbly, and they forget. It's important that we keep these things in the forefront of our mind because – they are confirmed from so many sources, and, and Amos 3.7 isn't fibbing when it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing without first revealing it through his servants, the prophets. Now, be advised, that does not mean he may, that he won't or might not relent. So he can reveal it through the mouths of his servants, the prophets, and then change his mind. Okay, and that's in the Bible. There's a whole book of the Bible, Jonah. It's all about that. But there's lots of other examples. All right. So anyway, so but we'll, I'm just going to read them off, and then we're going to go in and we're going to deep dive a little bit more into, into some of them with the time that we got left. All right. So again, we, we all ought to be um, in tune with the likelihood of the Pacific Northwest tsunami megaquake or the or the collapse of the Cascadia subduction zone. Okay, and and uh, that's that's a favorite of uh, brother John Shorey's. Um that's one that the Lord has shown him and many other people have seen that uh in visions and such like that and we did have uh I I you know I, I Linda, somebody, I got to go back and look that up. Hey, Lisette, go find go find the uh, radio show that has the lady who um, saw the next major uh, cataclysmic event being the Cascadia subduction zone collapse, which I find interesting because I told you about the lady named you know, her name is Jody that, that that I work with, and she brought up that she's been tracking all the all of the earthquake rumblings and patterns and everything across all of the California area out into the Pacific and all that kind of stuff. And she she's very you know she's she said I'm not worried because of where I'm located in California. I'm in Sacramento, and I think I'm going to be out and blah 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 and this that, and the other thing. But she felt now here here she's coming to. She's coming to the same conclusion from a completely different set of data points. That's noteworthy. Is that the next big thing? When's it going to happen? None of us know. We don't know. And what constitutes big thing versus little thing? We don't know. We don't know. You know, is is a, a false flag chemical attack a big thing? Is a no-fly zone over – is that a big thing? What's a big thing? I can tell you that Cascadia tsunami megaquake is a big thing. All right, praise God. So we got that. We also have another possible, almost certainly, a second major California earthquake that will occur at some point in time, who knows exactly when, uh, in conjunction with or 
whatever, uh, with the Cascadia subduction zone event. Uh, now, whether it happens in the San Diego area or whatever the case may be, I don't know. Nobody knows. We, but we do have data. We do have prophecies, dreams, and visions that support a second humongous California earthquake that is not related to the Cascadia subduction zone event. So that's noteworthy to take, you know, make a note, make a note. All right, praise God. Another one is a cosmic object. Of course, I don't think we're going to see it, so I'm not sure how relevant it is to even mention it. However, in the prophetic word, there was a cosmic object hitting the sun, causing a solar storm and massive power grid outages across the world, which makes me ask the question, if Klaus Schwab and the National Security Agency and the evil satanic crime syndicate and the seeding tares that are running this earth um, are allowed to, uh, you know, attack us with cyber bombs, you know, fake hacks, and take out the, the power grid, then you combine that with this prophetic word, it looks like the power grid might be going down a bunch of times. Don't know how many times. Also, we have the Maurice Sklar vision, very mighty, very powerful, very vivid, where Maurice Sklar saw, I believe it was in this case actually Russia, but this is further down the road. Eventually, Russia and China are going to attack us. They're, you know, it's it, it, for real. We're going to have planes flying overhead. They're going to fly over Canada. They're going to fly over this country, and they are going to bomb, bomb us into the next, you know, dimension. This country is going to get hit hard. Okay, it's coming, and it's going to be ugly. It's going to be. Uh, Mariubel ugly, all right? Meteor showers causing major oil and gas fires all across the central part of the United States. Meteor showers, imagine that. Major oil and gas fires. By the way, major oil and gas fires, what does that mean exactly? Did you know that the United States of America sits on one of the largest natural, natural gas pockets in the entire world? Just so you know. The central part of the United States of Babylon the Great sits on one of the largest natural gas pockets in the entire planet. So when meteor showers cause major oil and gas fires, that's probably a very, very significant understatement. Now, of course, we just talked about the global financial collapse. So somewhere in the midst of this, the global financial collapse will happen, and then we can get real excited. And we can lose to the pandemic 30 that we all put on. Um, also, war with North Korea. The sinking of a United States aircraft carrier in the North Korean Sea. And a direct attack against Seoul, Korea, South Korea. Now, where it leads to from that, that point, I don't know. I am, that's the one thing that is absent from the prophecies, dreams, and visions that are associated with North Korea attacking the United States and South Korea. They don't tell you what happens next. So we don't know. Praise God. Now, I, uh, the next one is direct missile attacks and foreign troops on American soil. Now, when does this happen? Again, we don't know. 
does it, it's probably after the North Korea. I would think, this is just my guess, is that when this country is in a lame duck situation, lame duck meaning that they're, you know, we're hurting real bad, uh, you know, the Cascadia subduction zone has just happened, uh, all the TV channels are, are, you know, all the cameras, all of them are pointing, oh my gosh, this is a terrible, the most horrible cataclysmic event that, uh, that has happened to the world uh, since before there was time. This is unbelievable. And, you know, and, and you know, just and when when this country is unable to function properly, is the most likely time that we're going to see Tu-95 bombers flying over Canada and coming down and dropping bombs all over this country and bombing like crazy. They're going to put so much ordinance down on this country. I I doubt there's going to be much of it that doesn't see the explosions. Not like we don't deserve it. We certainly do. All right, next one up. Direct missile attacks and foreign troops. I just mentioned that. Oh, okay, this one's important. An Israeli jet launches, oh, jets, more than one jet, of the uh, IAF, Israel Air Force, all right, launches two tactical nukes at the Iran for Dow centrifuge facility. I have... News report, I have uh, uh, articles from uh, retired generals from the IDF of Israel that went public and stated beyond any shadow of a doubt, they said, there is no possible way that any type of ordinance that exists on the earth, doesn't matter what kind, except nuclear missiles, will work against Fordow. It, I have I save them I, I I actually take snapshots of them because I know that how volatile the internet is and how easily they can take the the articles down so I take snapshots and I put them into word documents so I have perpetual never ending proof that that it was actually said all right and I, I keep those all right praise God so we know that's going to happen I think that's very reasonable because we have a two a two way match we have Dr. David O'Rourke seeing in a vision those two jets launching the the, the nukes and we have Israeli defense force generals coming out and publicly stating worldwide that the only way they're going to be able to take out the Iran Fordow facility is with a nuke now that's a pretty major confirmation if you ask me Oh, and what are they doing to provoke it right now? Obama and the entity that refers to itself as Biden, when it's not hunting for its depends box, they're instituting, they're reinstituting the old Iran nuclear deal, which basically gives Iran everything they need to make nukes and to threaten Israel. It's the opposite. Okay, of what they claim it is. All right, next one is man-made, I'm sorry, major man-made biological attacks and pandemics kill millions. By the way, just so you know, when I first entered that into the show notes, that was years and years and years and years and years ago. That was before COVID. Right here it says, pandemic kills millions. Well, it was a bioweapon attack. We know that. And yes, the deaths will be in the millions, and it will take quite a while for them to all happen. But they will have plausible deniability, and these entities will still be walking around without their appropriate Nuremberg trial. But what are you going to do, right? 
Vengeance is God's. Civil war, unrest, martial law. Now, the civil war event in the United States of Babylon the Great breaks out in the central part of the country and then spreads out across the entire country. This is, according to the prophecies, dreams, and visions that support it, it is a real civil war. It is a a, 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 real civil war. We're not talking about Black Lives Matter and none of that nonsense. That's nonsense. Talking about real civil war. Okay? I hope you're following me. Okay, this is going to be like thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people shooting at each other and killing each other in the middle of the streets all across the country. Now, it is my personal opinion that that is queued up right now. Okay, so I believe, I don't know if there's going to be a trigger event that causes it, who knows. I do know that if Trump does get into the White House in 2024, and the many, many, many visions and dreams of Donald Trump in a casket, e.g. shot, okay, dead, if that were to happen, that would be all that would be necessary. All bets would be off, and all the militias and all, yeah. We would have full-blown civil war in the United States of America. And not only that, but we also have that as a uh, marker event, a milestone marker event in the book by Dimitri Dudeman, Through the Fire Without Burning. That was the first major thing that he saw happening before the end time stuff started happening big time. Okay, so that's very noteworthy. That probably needs to be moved up higher on the list uh, from a an order, you know, uh, what happens first, second, third, and fourth, and all that kind of thing, uh, probability standpoint. I would assume that that's going to happen pretty soon. All right, praise God. All right, hallelujah. Wait, hold on a second. I'm making an adjustment here to the show notes. Okay, cool. All right, then um, now. We also, I think it's reasonable to estimate that there will be a nuclear-tipped missile launched from Libya into Israel. That was seen by Sarah Manet. And thus far, Sarah Manet's stuff lines up with more prophecies, dreams, and visions from more sources from across the world over a longer period of time than any other living person on the planet. Period. Thank you, Jesus. So I have the highest in regard for what the Lord showed her. I believe pretty much every single thing that she was shown and then some is going to come true. The next one is, of course, we all know about the Gog and Magog invasion, which is really the beginning of World War III. It's going to be the Psalm 83 war. It's going to be a Gog and Magog. It's going to be Isaiah 17, Damascus being turned into a ruinous heap. It's going to be the, uh, the manifestation of the fourth seal. It's all going to happen at the same time. It's called World War III. Two million people in Israel will die, minimum. There are also going to be about a half a dozen Six to seven major cities in the United States nuked from the ground, not from missiles, from the ground. Now, I'll, le- I'll use this colloquialism because it's appropriate. But if I had a buck for every time 
from one of my counterparts out there with a radio show or a website that's you know highly popular or whatever the case is came out and told everybody that Russia or somebody else snuck nuclear you know suitcase nuclear missiles across the border of the United States and they're hidden on US property or whatever I'd be retired I'd be kicking back right now you know so this I I don't I probably have about 6 or 7 confirmations from different sources it's 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 a it's a given it's going to happen for sure there, so there will be um by the way it's also another conf- confirming source for many of these things is our movies okay so you've got multiple movies that are about ground based nuclear bombs exploding in the United States then you've got, uh, of course, the TV series Jericho, which is about you know 22 cities, I believe it is, uh, being nuked from the ground. Okay, it's so obvious. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Now, um, also, um, for what it's worth, I hope I pray in the name of Jesus that none of us are here for this. But they're supposed to be. Uh, the skies are supposed to turn solid red across the entire world. 24 hours prior to the meteor striking the Atlantic Ocean and kicking off the sixth seal, which is where it says there will be a great earthquake, Revelation 6, verse 12, the sixth seal. Causes a double mega tsunami wiping out the East Coast. It's also when the La Palma, Canary Island, volcano mountain topples into the sea and causes a mega tsunami to head once again to the East Coast. So it will be a double mega tsunami. I will not survive that if I'm still here. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I just wanted to go ahead and and recap over all of those things. Um, I could go into some more detail, um, you know, mentioning like, for example, the, the, the day of the Lord stuff, the sixth seal. That, again, gets kicked off by what I like to refer to as the uh, Rodriguez, the Ephraim Rodriguez Puerto Rico meteor slamming into the Atlantic. That causes the global uh, earthquake, the great earthquake, which you find in Revelation 6, verse 12, and Ezekiel 38, I believe it's around 40 or 41. Same earthquake, great earthquake. So what do we know? We know that World War III is in progress at the time the Day of the Lord and the Sixth Seal kicks off. Okay? Um, it's also reasonable to believe that possibly um, the new Madrid fault could split at that time, but no guarantees. Um, uh, we know that there will be unbelievably horrible winters that accompany the three days of darkness. Millions will die just from freezing to death. We know that aliens, a massive alien invasion will occur in the mid, in the right smack in the middle of the three days of darkness. We all, I'm sorry, right smack, not only during the day, three days of darkness, but also during the day of the Lord. And it could be multiple incursions of alien uh, invasions. And that's a whole other hour-long discussion. Okay? Uh, even, like I said, Padre Pio in his 1950 and 1951 vision that the Lord gave him of the three days of darkness said that evil angels will be sent to the earth to slaughter the unrighteous. Correct. That happens in Isaiah 13 and Joel 2. 
It's also where the metaphor, uh, the stars will fall from the sky like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind comes into play. That is the fallen angelic beings being cast down to the earth, and ultimately it's going to be a really bad day for the unrighteous. And the bride, what's left of the bride of Jesus Christ, e.g. the wheat or second watch group, will be in her chambers for a little while until the indignation has passed. That's Isaiah 26, verse 20. And then after the three days of darkness have passed, she will go out transformed into a, as a light being, Isaiah 60, verse 1, 2, and 3, and she will bring in the what's known as the, quote, final harvest. There's already a harvest taking place right now. And it's going to get much bigger when things get darker. Okay? Also, the complete final destruction, Revelation 18, of Babylon the Great, by fire in one hour, will also happen during the, the sixth seal. Revelation 18 actually happens in the middle of the sixth seal. And that has a metaphor. That's where the sky rolls up like a scroll. That is a reference to global thermonuclear war. Okay? And I'm not going to get into all the details about why I know it happens in the middle of the sixth seal, but I do. And I can show it to you scripturally, but I just don't have that much time tonight. All right, praise God. All right, so anyway, um, normally around about this time, I would, um, you know, I, I, if I had the time, I would read the Sarah A vision. Uh, I will say this, that um, she sees... She's, after she sees the Libyan missile being fired by Iran in, you know, with the nuclear tip uh, into Israel, she sees um, all, just an unbelievable number of things. She sees like you know India and Pakistan. Everybody gets itchy fingers. Once that nuclear missile hits Israel, everybody gets itchy fingers. And she says several countries launch uh, against one another. And then you know basically you know so you got what you need to kind of like figure it's going to be is like India, Pakistan, some of the smaller countries. So there's going to be a number of nuclear missile-based attacks occur. Now, these are not, you know, necessarily humongous nuclear missiles per se, um, but bad enough, okay? Global thermonuclear war, you see, because there will be chemical attacks, more, horrible, horrible chemical attacks in the United States where vials of mustard-like gas and things like that are dropped and people die within 24 hours with blisters all over their bodies. There's going to be a, a hemorrhagic fever that is released on the United States uh, that uh, is absolutely horrible. And again, people die in less than a day from that. Uh, disease will spread. There'll be murder, mayhem, roving, rob, roving bands of slaughtering rapists and murderers going from town to town to town, looting and rioting. There's going to be no electricity in uh, the United States and Israel because of an electromagnetic pulse, which, by the way, was precisely what Maurice Sklar saw in his vision. There will be an absolutely horrible winter preceding the three days of darkness, like I had mentioned, that many millions will probably die. I, don't, I, I, I estimate that on a global level. There will be additional chaos, starvation, mayhem that occurs for quite some time after that. Um, uh, and then again, uh, for, the, for the people that are awful excited about Planet X, based upon uh, the, and by the way, shortly after uh, the, um, these things that I've just mentioned, she says that she sees 
um, uh, you know, um, uh, Russian and Chinese invasion of a short duration on the United States. Russia Chinese invade, then a Russian and Chinese invasion for of a short duration. Uh, global megaquake tsunamis, uh, U.S. splits mayhem occurs. I mean, she goes into a lot of details. But here's the thing: she doesn't see Planet X being visible by the inhabitants of the world until after all of these things. Okay. So I don't really get too excited about people saying, well, Planet X is going to show up, you know, day after tomorrow and, you know, because I'm really smart and I got a giant telescope. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got the Holy Bible and I believe that God speaks to his servants, the prophets. So I'll take that over your, you know, nine inch, you know, Smith Castle grain scope <laughs> any day. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now. Um, let me see here. North Korea, the tipping point, prophecy coming in South Korea. Yeah, here we go. Let me see if I can find this one. North Korea missile. I want to play this for you. Okay, let's see if I can get this. Nope, it's not going to cooperate, so I'm just going to go ahead and take it and run with it and see what I can get to happen here with the console because I've I got to just hope that things are going to work like I'd like them to work. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wait a minute. A North Korean missile classified as brand. That's from CNN, so that's not what we want. Hold on. Here we go. This is actually going all the way back, believe it or not, to 2010. This is the prophet, Dr. David O'Rourke. Um, I find his prophecies and dreams, and particularly his visions, mostly visions, very, very credible. I know there are some people out there that don't particularly care for Dr. O'Rourke because, you know, he does that whole mighty prophet of the Lord thing, and it sounds kind of puffed up and all that. But you know what? God uses imperfect people. Believe me, folks. <laughs> if God didn't use imperfect people, he wouldn't use anyone. All right. So you got to kind of sidestep any of that kind of stuff. All right. So I'm going to play this. This is from 2010. He was actually in South Korea at a, a church of some type speaking to believers when he gave this message. It's three minutes and 19 seconds long. Here we go. I want to share on the prophecy of what is going to happen to your country. Well, when I came to your country, the Lord spoke to me about this nation. In the first conversation, the Lord spoke to me about a tragic event that is coming to South Korea. What do I see coming to South Korea? I see a big warship in the ocean. It looks more like an aircraft carrier. And it is in the ocean. Then the Lord made me look into the sky. And then I saw a rain of missiles that covered the sky. At first, I did not know there were missiles because there were many in the sky. And then all of a sudden, they strike that warship. I'm not sure whether all of them strike the warship or just a few and others strike the water. But anyhow, the warship 
is struck. And when that happens, I see the tower of the worship. There is a tower. I see there is a tower. And it catches fire. And then the next moment, I see the worship has collapsed into water and gone deep into water. Totally destroyed. The next night, the Lord again came and spoke with me about what is coming to South Korea. And then this time, I thought it was an aircraft. But I wondered in the dream, why is this aircraft carrying a missile on its back? Only after two days when the Lord came and showed it to me again, was I more enlightened and I realized it is not an aircraft. In fact, it is a truck. A military truck. And it is carrying a missile on its back. And I was very surprised in that dream that the truck fired the missile. In the way the Lord speaks, He normally puts me in that situation there. So I also run for my life. He makes me feel what the people will feel when that prophecy is fulfilled. So I see a truck carrying a missile, and when it fired the missile, the missile came to your country, and it was very target specific. I praise God. All right, and then there is a confirmation of this from God's Healer 7, and this one's entitled Vision United States Naval Ship Bombing. Also, Nathan Leal had seen a vision evidently uh, of a similar nature. But anyway, let's listen to this. Here's a confirmation. So this is the vision I got this morning. <clears throat> it was about probably about 6 o'clock in the morning. And um, I was taken to a place and I could see water. It looked like the ocean. And then I could see a big explosion uh, and smoke. And I didn't know what, what it was that was, that was exploding. Uh, then I could see as, as what looked like the smoke cleared, I could see the front of what looked like a huge some sort of ship, a naval ship. And at the time that I could see the ship, I could see that it was starting to sink. It was sinking. And I got a word of the name of the ship, and the word of the name of the ship uh, was, it was a military ship, and it was named after a United States president. Therefore, it's a United States ship. Um, I did go on to the um, military website, and I have no, I have no clue anything that has to do with anything with the military or ships or navy or anything. But I did uh, come across some active um, United States uh, naval ships, and there were several of them named after United States presidents: uh, USS Ronald Reagan. Uh, I think they all had USS in front of them: Jimmy Carter, George H. W. Bush, uh, John Kennedy, um, George Washington, Gerald Ford. So those were the several um, of the active uh, naval ships that I, I um, looked up on the Google this morning. And again, the, the bombing was of a um, U.S. naval ship. 
named after the United States President. So again, um, as the scripture reads, there will be wars and rumors of wars, and, and we know that we can see this all over the entire world going on right now. So when I put the TV on, I'm not shocked at anything that I see at this point because I'm expecting it. And the Lord says, do not fear. So we are going to see these things every day, it seems like, put the TV on. And even on the, on the Weather Channel, which I thought it was safe on, I'm seeing these, these horrible things down there. All right. All right. Praise God. A little bit of review, but we got some things skewed up here. Here's another one. This is a, a one, again, from uh, Dr. David Orrohr. Uh Now, this one stands out as very noteworthy because, again, uh, I before I even heard this, I had collected I, – I, I had started a – this is back in, like, 2011 and 2012. I had started a, a Microsoft Word document, and it was a collection of Russian and China – nuclear war threats. And every week I got another one. I got another one because I was keeping my eyes and ears open for them. And I have, I, I, I don't know, I probably have like, I don't know, 60 pages of, of stuff. Talk, you know, um, Chinese, uh, you know, in 2005, there was a Chinese uh, nuclear submarine that surfaced off the coast of California. A lot of people forgot this by now, but I, I don't. I don't forget things. And um, it shot an intercontinental ballistic missile up into the sky. And it was filmed by people. And everybody's like, what's this? It was like all kinds of like local Fox News uh, affiliates and stuff. And they're all like, what is that? You know, and then you know, those of us who continue to dig for information were quick to find out that it was actually a missile shot from a Chinese nuclear submarine. But that's only one of like hundreds of examples of things that have been happening over the years. Now, I have a, a similar to that. I have a headline. Uh, it's it's not it's one of many where Israel uh, Israeli experts war experts came forward multiple times and stated as clear as can be that you know essentially when we are to attack Iran's nuclear facility where they're doing the uranium enrichment which is known it's in a facility known as the Fordow facility it's underground very very far underground that they will have to use nuclear weapons to to attack the Fordow facility. It's too far underground. So the whole Moab, the air bombs, all that other stuff, you know, it won't work. It's just that simple. It won't work. They need the explosive force of nuclear missiles to take out the Fordow facility. It's well known. All right. So that because of the headlines and the, you know, testimonies, et cetera, of highly qualified military officials, generals, et cetera, um, combined with this vision given to Dr. O'Rourke, for me, solidified the event. I am certain in my heart that this event will take place. And in the midst of global things that are happening, we know that they're instituting, they're reinstituting the Iran nuclear quote deal, which, by the way, was essentially it, everything about it was stunk. When Trump came out and said this is the most horrible, ridiculous, and he he uh, disbanded the deal and got rid of it, he did it for all of the right reasons. 
we essentially paid Iran bazillions of dollars uh, and under Obama. To, you know, we were funding them. We were funding them to build nuclear missiles, and they were loving it. And this, they're getting ready. They're already in progress. They are in the progress of giving them back billions of dollars in cash and reinstituting the deal that is ultimately going to lead to a nuclear Iran. And the only recourse that Israel would have against that is what you are about to hear right now. Here we go. Of the air Let me tell you about the war coming to Iran. I see two nuclear missiles strike a nuclear facility. Ich sehe zwei atomare Missiles, die eine atomare Fazilität treffen. And that facility is at the foot of a mountain in the desert. Und diese Fazilität ist am Fuß eines Berges in der Wüste. And it is in Iran. Und es ist in Iran. And the fire that comes from there. Und das Feuer, das daraus entsteht, is the most historic fire, ist das historischste Feuer, that the earth has ever lived to see. das die Erde jemals gesehen hat. Watch out. Pass auf. All right, praise God. <clears throat> And then, of course, here is a reading of the Times of Israel. And the headline is, and hold on just a second, let me just give you a little bit of context here, holding down the scrolly wheel. All right, this article came out on November the 11th of 2012, released at 2.42 p.m. All right, and uh, scrolly wheel back out again so I can see the whole thing. Okay, good. And the headline reads from the Times of Israel, quote, only, quote, The nuclear option can work against Iran, former IDF chief says. But Dan Halutz tells the Sunday Times, I hope Bibi is not mad enough to think about it. Well, it ain't Bibi no more, is it? Israeli leaders have concluded that conventional airstrikes would be insufficient in curbing Iran's nuclear program, leaving only a deployment of either tactical nuclear weapons or ground forces, according to a report in the British Sunday Times. This particular report was released worldwide from multiple media outlets. Okay, and again, uh, the general um, IDF general uh, Dan Halutz uh, was uh, the one one of the people that was quoted uh, in regard to this particular issue. All right, praise God. So we have a pretty, I'd say it's, I'd say it's pretty much a done deal there. We know that that's going to happen, and that could happen at any time. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now I'm scrolling down. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Now I want it. Let me see here. Just double check this large. Okay, cool. All right. So many, many, oh my goodness, many years ago, probably back as far as 2009, I was led to a YouTube that was entitled Rapture, Mighty Vision, and Dream. Okay. Um, and I put it inside of an article um, 
And I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to read this to you because uh, I do believe this is actually going to come true. And here's why. Because it aligns beautifully to the Randy Hecker vision. It aligns beautifully to stuff that was shown to many others. Um, And so when you have, again, as I said earlier on the program, when I have multiple prophecies, dreams, and visions from different people, different walks of life, different countries, different decades, whatever the case is, and they're essentially saying the same thing, or there are a number of events that they saw that are the same events, just from maybe different perspectives, then I, my probability meter starts to peg, okay? You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, if a 10 is absolutely, it is definitely going to happen. I believe this particular one that I'm about to read is probably, probability-wise, is probably on a scale of 1 to 10, it's probably around a 7, Okay. When? I don't know, but I'll read this to you. Quote, this dream began as two very large volcanoes erupted. Oh, by the way, Papacatapetl, 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 Don Popo. A photo was shown in the global seismic indicator pegged when the, uh, with event data. While the first volcano was erupting, many people in the world did nothing. In other words, it wasn't all that interesting. But when the second spewed fire and ash, the world's attention turned to it. Now, why would that happen? Ask yourself that. Because it was unbelievably destructive. So you can have as many volcanic eruptions. I mean, take your pick. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter. There's volcanic eruptions that are taking place all over the world all the time. Okay, But the whole world's attention doesn't turn to it. There has to be something absolutely apocalyptic, cataclysmic, that's got to be associated with Papacatapetl, Papacatapetl, Papacatapetl. So this, in my opinion, is a reference to the Popocatapetl blowing. Okay, it goes on. In all, at least six volcanoes erupted over a very close period of time, which, by the way, nowadays, to today's standards, that's nothing No surprises there whatsoever, okay? Then the person goes on and says, I heard the emergency broadcast system throughout the neighborhood and went in to watch. Now, I find that very interesting because at the time that the person put this out on YouTube, there is no possible way that they would have heard the emergency broadcast system throughout their neighborhood. It, the, the, Um, technological implements were not in place, but now they are. All of our cellular phones are hotwired to the emergency broadcast system. So now when anything this mega bad happens, guess what? All of our phones are going to be going, okay? So, so we're we're wired for it right now. We're ready. Person goes on to say, fires were started throughout the United States, the main body of which was caused by an unexpected meteor, which of course could be a very small one, or a shower. It says the shuttle was forced to land because the because uh, of meteor showers. Now you might go, oh no, that's the space shuttle, but the space shuttle program has been discontinued. No. See, the person said, said the shuttle, but you've got to understand, they're seeing a vision. 
When they're seeing a vision, all they're seeing is what appears to be some kind of a ship that was in orbit being forced to land. Well, there's plenty of that noise up there right now. I'm not even going to get into all the different stuff that they got out there in the, you know, uh, the orbiting the earth right now. So, uh, and don't even get me going with the other countries. So anyway, so they saw a ship forced to land because of the meteor showers. Then they go on to say, when the burning objects hit the ground, they started oil, coal, and gas fires all the way from Texas up into Virginia. Events that I saw, but are not sure of their order, were an earthquake affecting the east coast of the United States, large amounts of water affecting the east coast, a power outage scattered parts of the United States, starvation occurring inside the United States. Hmm. This was the most amazing part of the dream, and there was no way to describe it. The changes with the people that were gathered into groups. They were all so beautiful, but nothing I could describe. They looked like pure perfection and were no longer bound by any force on the earth. I myself could go anywhere instantly, and I remember being attracted to a large blue object sitting above the earth. I felt so incredibly drawn to this object. It was huge. I could hear in my head someone telling me, look away, look away from the earth. Now, you might say, oh, that's kind of interesting and all that kind of stuff, but if you knew how much this aligned to, how many prophecies, dreams, and visions that this aligns to, you would be blown away. This aligns to a lot. As a matter of fact, the David Doetry vision he saw when he was standing in his backyard uh, after the giant, round, spherical mothership, Death Star mothership showed up in the sky. This is the barley harvest, okay? He, um, uh, and I'll read, I'm going to read it. I'm going to go ahead and read it. But he saw the rapture occurring with blue, blue streaks of light shooting up into the air. He saw the people shooting up into the air in blue streaks of light, and he saw it from the backyard of his house. He said it was nighttime, and he was one hour south of where I live right now. Now, what does that tell you? What that tells you is that has to be the barley harvest. Why? Because we know that the wheat harvest, the second watch, occurs during the final harvest, which is after the three days of darkness, which is after the great earthquake. And the great earthquake happens after the gigantic Mundus mega tsunami occurs when the meteor, the Ephraim Rodriguez meteor, slams into the Atlantic Ocean. And Florida is gone. And that's how you know that what David Doetry saw and what this person saw were the barley harvest. Because there isn't any Florida then. All right, so you... you, you when you when you get the major events and you can you, you put them on you know you can write them out on a timeline you can get yourself a big piece of paper you can draw them all out you can put a little circle and say this is when the meteor hits at the beginning of the sixth seal well and then you just ask yourself some common sense questions could these things happen after that meteor hits and the entire east coast of the United States is underwater. And if the answer is no, then guess what? It's the barley harvest. 
because the barley harvest happens. The first fruits rapture, the first watch happens before the sixth seal. And the evidence for that is just overwhelming. I mean, even Pastor Sori Park from, from South Korea saw, um, uh, 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 he, he went to heaven, he was taken to heaven, met with Jesus, sat down, had a conversation with him, exceedingly credible, uh, probability meter is a 12 on a scale of 110, and um, he was, Jesus told him that NASA would come forward on TV, it would be all probably broadcast worldwide, and they would tell the people of the world that the missing people were taken by the aliens. Now imagine how a young, probably 30-something pastor named Sori Park must have felt coming back from his heaven encounter, speaking to Jesus in person, and he had to tell the people that he knew in his church and elsewhere as well that the aliens took them. When David Dotry in 1996 came out with his uh, prophetic word from the Lord about a big, giant, copper-shaped, spherical mothership spaceship in the sky uh, preceding the rapture by approximately three weeks, no one would listen to him. No one. It David Doetry's vision did not get any... No one heard it until something like 2003 when John Ting of Five Doves got a hold of it and said, I got to publish this. God bless John Ting of Five Doves. Probably in heaven now, I don't know. But anyway, very, very important. So I'm going to go ahead and in, in, in alignment with that, I'm going to read the David Doetry vision again. Think about it. This could not happen after the great earthquake, the meteor hitting the Atlantic and the east coast of the United States being wiped out. Why? Because there isn't going to be a NASA. There's not going to be a NASA to come out and tell everybody that the aliens took them. It's going to be gone. See, so simple process of logical deduction helps you to understand that these events are broken into separate events, which are captured in Luke 12, verse 35, 36, and 37, where Jesus is talking about the first watch, the second watch, and the third watch, which, by the way, coincidentally aligns with the harvest times of Israel. All right. And also the barley harvest, which is the first fruits harvest, happens when? During Pentecost, after Shavuot. What is Shavuot? It's the gathering of the barley into sheaves. Get any better than that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. The appearance, this is David Doherty's one, the appearance of a large sphere in the sky. There is going to appear above the earth in the sky a strange object. It will be large and sphere-shaped like a ball. It will look like it's been built in sections, kind of like a football, with huge rivets at the seams. Many will call this a UFO. I don't know. It will have the color of copper or bronze. 
which is very interesting that he said that because there happened to be bronze mothership sculptures all over the world, including the Vatican Library and the United Nations and a bunch of other places, too. He goes on to say, quote, it will be on every TV around the world. Well, let me ask you, folks. After that meteor smashes into the Atlantic Ocean and 22, you know, and the whole world is shaken and, you know, the power grids are down and, you know, we're jettisoned into the sixth seal and global thermonuclear war and aliens attacking and three days of darkness. You think anybody's going to be watching TV? No. Common sense, man. This happens before the, the sixth seal, before the day of the Lord. He goes on to say people will be shocked. Sort of like when the World Trade Center happened. People will be glued to their TVs, but you don't. The minute that you see this, run to the closest food store and get enough canned food and bottled water for about three weeks. Because between one and 24 hours after this object is seen worldwide, there is going to be a massive impact or collision on our sun's surface. It is going to happen on our blind side. We won't be able to see it coming. It's going to be a supersized twin asteroid hitting the sun at a vital spot, releasing a major solar storm, knocking out all of the Earth's electricity around the world. Those of you who read this will save yourself and your family much misery. Now, this is what's going to happen in the next two to three weeks, he says. While the electricity is off, within a few days, the whole world will start to go crazy with hunger. The banks and the ATMs can't work without electricity. No gas pumps, food for transpa- food transportation, no refrigeration, total darkness. The, ro- the robbers and the rapists and the murderers I will, um, will see right away that no one can call the police for help because the solar storm has burned up all the communication satellites and cell phones and, te- and telephones. The law can't even call each other. It's going to be a total breakdown in the large cities. There will be gunshots and screams all through the night. Millions will be behind locked doors praying and begging for God's mercy to help and protect them. He will answer millions of prayers. Millions will ask for forgiveness and the Lord and his saints maybe that's somebody listening to the show will perform millions of miracles during these three weeks. Hallelujah. Now is that a type of uh, harvest? Yes, it is. Is it the final harvest after the three days of darkness? No, it's not. Barley harvest. Get it? Three weeks later, the rapture, he says. Then after about three weeks of this, the rapture will happen. Although there are different time zones around the world, the Lord showed me that it will be at nighttime here in Florida in the United States. And in this vision, I was taken in the spirit out into the woods behind my house in Florida. He's down by Sun City Center about an hour south of here. During the spring or early summer, it started at night. Now, isn't that funny? Spring or early summer, that would align it with what? Shavuot! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Barley! Pentecost! He goes, I didn't hear any trumpets or words come up hither, but I know there's going to be because the Bible says so. As I was standing there in the spirit, of course, in the middle of some trees, a large blue beam of light came down like a big flashlight about 30-foot circle around me. The blue light was identical in color to the welder's arc light at night. It was so blinding, I put my hands over my eyes and, uh, to see if I could see where or where, what this light was coming from. Then I noticed that uh, in the distant night sky, north, south, east, and west of me, blue-colored stars jetting off the, the ground, spiraling upwards, traveling fast. They were heading for the for a bright blue object that was shining that beam of light down on me. It could have been the Lord or an open door to heaven. I really could not tell. It was so bright and blinding. I know what I think it is. 
<laughs> in in Revelation chapter 12, it says, uh, uh, it mentions the wings of a great eagle taking the woman away to a place of safety where she is fed. Fed? Where? The marriage supper of the Lamb. She's eating food. She's fed. Where? In heaven, at the marriage supper of the Lamb. How she is? How is she transported to heaven? On the wings of the great eagle. Now, I don't, I don't know what you think, but I know what I think. Anyway, these little blue stars were going up in clusters, different numbers depending on the size of the towns. Then all of a sudden, they reached 9 o'clock high and it burst in 10 times their size. And I realized it was those alive in Christ joining those dead in Christ. There you go. One more confirmation. I could go and read some of the extra stuff that's in here that you know was confirmations for him. Uh, but I just wanted to share that with you. Now, in concert... With that, we also have the Randy Hecker vision, which has a lot of interesting things, events, if you will, that, by the way, not only line up with some of the stuff that you've already heard, but also line up with a whole bunch of the stuff that the Lord showed David Wilkerson. All right. So Randy Hecker says, anyway, here goes the sequence I am watching as a watchman of the Lord begins with Mount Papacatepetl. In Mexico, there will be a sudden, very powerful eruption. Remember the very first one that I read to you? Rapture, Mighty Vision, where he's first, you know, the first volcano that went off, nobody paid any attention, but the second one, everybody, all the TVs went to it. Bingo! Ding, 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 ding. Okay, now we have synergy. Two completely separate sources. Who knows? All right. Mount Papacatapetl in Mexico, there will be a sudden, very powerful eruption that will blow its lid off within, with, within hours, an eight-plus magnitude earthquake will strike Mexico City and level it. Thousands will be killed. The TVs might be trained on it. Do you think CNN might be uh, putting it, you know? Okay. I think you might be falling. Hey, wait a minute. Do you think that the meteor has hit the Atlantic Ocean yet? Nope goes on to say hundreds of thousands will be injured and millions will be displaced from the homes. The economy of Mexico, bad as it is, will collapse. Except for uh, precious metal values, there will be anarchy all throughout the land. By the way, this collapse of the Mexico dollar was seen very clearly by David Wilkerson before a series of really super bad stuff happened in the United States as well. So you have another confirmation. Hecker goes on to say, this event will radically increase pressure on the San Andreas Fault to the north. The fault is locked up into an area of Palm Springs and into south to Palmdale and, and to the north. He believes that the HARP system, the High Frequency Active Rural Research Project system up in Alaska, will be used to create a super earthquake in this area. The magnified uh, and duration of the earthquake will be, um, well, he says magnified, so he uses the word twice. The earthquake will strike, I believe, in the afternoon either – and he, he guesses, you know, and he guesses a date. And, of course, every time these guys guess a date, they're always wrong. <laughs> they are always wrong. God bless their sweethearts. But anyway, he took a shot. Um, it goes on to say, uh, it will occur just after a complete economic meltdown of the American dollar. Hey. Looky there. I see – remember when I told you earlier on in the show that every time I read these things, I learn something new? Well, the Randy Hecker event happens when? 
the third seal financial collapse. Oh, the synergy of it all. Hallelujah. Goes on, he says, the magnitude of this quake will reach somewhere between a 9.5 and a 10.5. By the way, that's really bad. And it will last for nearly three minutes. And by the way, that's really, 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 really bad. (laughs) It's bad enough to be a 10.5. It's super duper 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 bad for it to be a 10.5 that lasts for three minutes. Okay, he goes on to say two to three million people will be killed outright. Millions more will be injured. The worst part of this is not the quake itself, but the events that will be associated with it. The ground shock from this quake will cause every other stress fault within 1,500 to 2,000 miles to release all pent-up stresses. As the ground shock wave moves to the north, the Sierra Nevada volcanoes will be triggered. The Cascadia volcanoes and also Yellowstone supervolcano will also be triggered. The nation will be so disorganized after this event that martial law will be declared, but it will be completely unenforceable. Two to four days after this earthquake, America will be further devastated by a nuclear sneak attack on American cities that will be that will be coordinated and started by our own shadow government. There will also be some Russia and Chinese nukes as well. The world will very quickly descend in glo- into global thermonuclear war, the Gog and Magog destruct, uh, you know, event. All of this must happen before Planet X, the destroyer, passes through the inner solar system. He's right about that. He's right about the nuclear sneak attack. Write about the shadow government doing it. Write about all of this. I find it most interesting that it's going to happen shortly after the third seal. Wowee. I always wondered when it was, but I never noticed that sentence. Now I do. I see it clear as a bell. How about that? So now we have a timeline indicator that we can associate with these events. So, for those who are worried about a nuclear sneak attack happening in the United States of America, Babylon the Great, you know, tomorrow or a couple of months from now or whatever, you don't have to worry. Wait for the third seal first. Okay? See, this is why I love doing these programs, because I learn something new every time. Uh, You know, it just goes on and on. It's just amazing. Six months of horror. Wow. Yeah, David Wilkerson. He's, now, he doesn't see as much as Hecker saw, but he says, it's about to happen very soon. One nation, I'm speaking prophetically. If I've ever heard anything in, uh, from God in my life, I've heard it. Very soon, European and North African and Eastern nation is going to default on its international loan. And when that happens, within two weeks, Mexico is going to default. They're going to owe hundreds of billions of American banks. And he says that that's going to cause the United States to go bankrupt. Well, guess what that would happen? Guess what, guess what would happen with that? Global financial collapse. Petrodollar goes down. This is just a, the same storyline coming from a different viewpoint. Okay? It's amazing. I mean, the, you know, when you look at the big picture, when you look at what is going to ultimately happen as a result of the things that David Wilkerson saw in this particular vision, it's the same thing. 
Now, he perceives it in this vision as being a collapse of the Mexican dollar, which, by the way, aligns up beautifully with what was shown that Randy Hecker in, in his Papacata Pedal, Papacata Pedal vision. But at the same time, it's it really just because it's just from a different viewpoint. Same net end result. He goes on to say six months of horror, and we're going to see six months of the worst hell America's ever seen. There will be chaos. Not even the National Guard will be able to uh, quiet things down. We're going to have to call out the whole United States Army. Now, I have had visions recently, and I've seen New York City, and it was in Macy's in a vision. I saw people walking around stunned because they couldn't get their money out of the bank. Now, I'm going to give you a word of advice. First, the country goes bankrupt. I've documented this, and I've got it sealed in an envelope, and I'm going to call all of my friends, and I am telling you This is the first time I have said it in a public meeting like this. But the first country that bellies up, you go get every dime you have. Church, go get your money out of the bank because it's going to be gone. Bye-bye. Bank holiday. And he goes in and explains some more details about how he sees people ravaging and tearing Macy's department store apart and all that. He also sees fire rolling down the streets, of, well, a wall of fire rolling down the streets of New York. What do you think that's from? Remember what Randy Hecker said he saw? The nuclear bombs, the nuclear sneak attack across American cities, which, by the way, is an echo of the theme of the Jericho TV series. And the, uh, you know, um, it's just endless. It's endless. Yeah. So Wilkerson ends this. He says, yeah, I see, I see a wall of fire coming down, you know. Uh, the street in, in Manhattan. Well, it's not some like, you know, Black Lives Matter dude with like a flamethrower. Okay, this is, a, this is a nuclear bomb going off. <laughs> okay, praise God. So anyway, on that note, that really isn't all of it, folks. There's so much. I mean, I could go, you know, if I could if I could do it very well, but I can't, so I won't. Uh, but I could say, that's all, folks. But I'm not going to say that's all, folks, because it isn't all. There's actually a whole bunch of other stuff, too. It's all intermingled amidst all of these events. But I do believe tonight we were able to t- touch upon the big, the biggest of the big stuff. There's other stuff, but this is the big, big stuff. Okay, and how soon? Well, one thing we know for sure is the Papacata pedal thing looks like if, if Randy's time orientation and and you know, estimations are correct in this regard that that event and also the things that Wilkerson saw and also the things that Sarah Minnie saw and da 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 because they all have synergy. They all have harmony. There is continuity in all of these visions and dreams. And that is vitally important. And that continuity, interestingly, tonight, our greatest discovery, <coughs> excuse me, is that they happen shortly after the global financial collapse. And I find that just very, very wonderful. Because that indicates that my hypothesis, and that's all it was, that the bride will be here for the global financial collapse and then potentially leave shortly thereafter in the barley, first fruits harvest, what David Doherty saw, etc., what Sori Park was warned about, et cetera, that now we have an alignment. We have an alignment of all of these events with, you know, the global financial collapse. 
And isn't it fascinating that the show is ending now? We're two minutes out from the show, final buzzer, and we just stumbled across that global financial collapse as being the anchor event that helps us to understand when all these other events start to happen. And the very first thing when I started this section of the show, this segment of the show, the very first thing I read was the third seal financial collapse. You think that was a coincidence? I'll let you ponder that one for a while. Anyway, God bless you all. It is 9.59 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. The time now is Wednesday, March the 30th. I wish we weren't here, and I wish we didn't have to go through half of this stuff, and I wish it would hurry up so we can just get over with. But anyway, my wish doesn't mean anything. It's God's will be done. God bless you all. And um, again, I believe I will play a best of show this Friday because I've got a PTO and I'm going to try to get some extra rest uh, because probably like this, like everybody else is listening to the program right now. We're all pretty burned out. We're all pretty exhausted. Things are getting pretty dark and we need an infusing of power and strength from our Heavenly Father. Praise Jesus. So everybody have a good night. And I believe the next time I'll be seeing you live will be this Sunday evening. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts with all our minds. Sinners that the mercy of grace Redeemed we are by your embrace Praise his holy name Praise the King of Kings When will your coming? I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.